Aloha and welcome back fellow dreamers within the dream 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 dream. This is Brendan and you're tuned in to another inspirational educational and entertaining live broadcast presented on behalf of ParadigmShiftCentral.com. This is a Paradigm Shift dream class, a very exciting broadcast that we do once a month through the project to be able to help bring people together, the community to be able to practice talking about the themes of dreams, lucid dreaming, consciousness, astral projection, practical tips, the big questions that keep us up late at night. So thank you again, everyone, so much for being here. We got some audience across YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and Instagram, and wherever you are, welcome. Please feel free to drop some 1111s. Let us know that the sound is coming through and that you will be able to confirm and uh, let us know that that's all riding smoothly and everything like that, and we'll get right into this broadcast. So I am joined by a fellow shifter here, Amelia. And uh, Amelia, as we get into this, go ahead and just gently unmute your microphone and let's together make some noise and send some love out to all the people watching this. <laughs> all right, awesome. Thank you again, everyone, so much for being a part of this community. For those of you who may be here for the very first time, Paradigm Shift Central is a portal for inspirational conscious media. It's about being able to bring together a team of shifters people who are intentionally and actively helping assist with the shift in consciousness through acts of creativity and compassion by helping level themselves up within this real world game to be able to help make a difference in this world. So if this is your first time on Dream Class, then you're in for a treat. And we do this broadcast once a month, as I said, and we try not to make it a repeat of every single month. So if you're looking for even more, be sure to go check out the past links, uh, the past uh, episodes of the broadcast. And uh, you can find that in the info on YouTube as well. There's over 27 past broadcasts that we've done for dream class as well as over like 600 other broadcasts that we've done for other broadcasts uh within the paradigm shift central project so again if you haven't already yet be sure to check out more paradigmshiftcentral.com thank you again to our patreon supporters who help make this possible if you find value in what we are creating here as a community then be sure to check out our patreon and add your support when you can and when you do you can also get awesome discounts on items such as light guardian crystals <laughs> Sorry, just get so excited with these things. Anyways, we'll get right into the discussion for tonight's broadcast. And even though it's just myself and Amelia, that's totally cool because, hey, that's what the universe is kind of like here to be able to do. And I actually have a very cool book that I want to be able to read through tonight. So we're going to just chit chat with Amelia for a bit. And then we're going to get into reading this book and kind of providing some commentary on it as well. And this book is Dream Yoga, Consciousness, Astral Projection, and the Transfer of the dream state by Samael Unwar and this is a, a very 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 in-depth book and we'll probably just kind of see how far we can get into it uh, over the course of at least the next 90 minutes uh, intentionally not making this episode a five-hour broadcast which has happened in the past and again by the end of this we want you to be able to feel more inspired more educated and being able to apply some of the some of the insights that you learn from this broadcast to your practice as dreamers. And so again, as we move forward in this discussion, the intention behind these classes, you know, even for myself to just be like, well, obviously I'm the one like showing up to the computer, setting things up, creating the broadcast, broadcasting it, putting the message out there. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? For myself, I feel that 
when it comes to building community, when it comes to building a community, a global team of shifters, of light guardians, of people who are intentionally helping assist the world through acts of creativity and compassion, as I've said, people who are intentionally evolving their own consciousness, a huge part of it is like how we engage in the physical world. Absolutely. But an equally important part of it is what's happening to us in the dream space. What is happening to us as multidimensional beings? What is happening to us as we continue to awaken as dreamers within the dream? So as many of us continue to awaken to this shift in consciousness, this spiritual awakening, as we continue to shift our paradigms, more and more, more, and more of us are realizing that we are multidimensional beings by nature. And one of the best ways that we can directly study and experience this is through the dream space. And this is where in the past broadcast, you would hear me saying similar things where, you know, I talk about the idea that like the dream space is actually something closer to where we come from. So it's like, we as spirit are are from like this, like etheric dream space. Again, this is just a theory. This is just one way of how I choose to kind of piece it together. And the physical world actually like came out of the dream space. And then when we go to sleep each night, it's like we're returning home. We're like going back to where we came from. And so it's a very, very interesting phenomenon, if you want to call it that experience to be able to look at and to study. And in the process of doing this, I feel we like create a stronger bridge between our 5D consciousness, our multidimensional consciousness and our 3D form to further embody who it is that we are here to be. So again, if you're just like showing up and you're doing the physical work, that's awesome. But if you're not engaged with your dreams, there's a huge part of your own experience that you're missing out on. So by be being able to practice talking about these discussions as a team, the intention of these broadcasts is to be able to develop inspiration, accountability, shared wisdom, and also to be able to practice documenting our experiences within the dream space as well, inviting people onto the broadcast to be able to practice having discussions about these topics they don't normally get a chance to talk about and to practice sharing what they've experienced within the dream space. So it's a very, very exciting thing to be able to get into. So again, for those of you who are watching this on Facebook and YouTube, thank you again. If you're watching this on Facebook, please feel free to jump over to the YouTube YouTube, uh, channel where we'll keep an eye on the live chat and you can let us know in the, in the live chat what are some topics that maybe you would like to see discussed tonight as well and if you're a leading member as well please feel free to join into the broadcast the link for that is posted into the discord chat and uh, yeah you're welcome to join in on any time but in the meantime uh, me and Amelia will be holding down the fort here and we'll get right into this so Amelia, you can go ahead and gently unmute your microphone. And first of all, welcome to Dream Class. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So asking a question that we usually ask people within Dream Class, what brings you to Dream Class? Or what is it about dreams that interests you? And uh, also, nice button that you got <laughs> on there. <so>. Thanks. <laughs> um, hmm, what interests me about Dream Class? what brings me to dream class well i guess playing within the dream um as of recently i've had a lot of dreams where i'm working in kind of a school space i guess and there there's a lot of books there's a lot of people and i feel like um there's a lot of teachings going on and to be had in this space and I want to get more involved and more aware so I get into these spaces, I can get even more out of them. Whoops, there we go. 
I had to bring up my microphone there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, and again, you know, like with dreams, it's very interesting because they're always like a reflection of where we're at. And they're always kind of like a reflection of like, you know, things that maybe we need to pay more attention to as well. So you're, you're kind of saying that like your dreams have kind of been like ramping up a little bit lately. You've kind of been coming back a little bit more. Yeah. In a big way. Ed, do you want to, can you explain a little bit more about like, just like the recall has been kind of coming back a bit more? recall has been coming back um how vivid they are like um in the past i don't know year a lot of the dreams have been kind of foggy and it would kind of come in bits and pieces whereas now when i'm waking up in the morning i'm remembering like larger and larger chunks um smaller details like before i was seeing somebody hold a book now I'm seeing like what's written on the book and uh, yeah, it's just been quite the, uh, quite the adventure. Very cool. Very cool. And have you made like any changes that perhaps would have like brought on more of this like recall that you're aware of? Uh, yeah, actually there's a couple. Um, I have cut back to almost zero cannabis use which has done wonders. And I've also started drinking uh, Damiana tea before bed, which I've read mm-hmm. is quite the dream tea. And I could definitely mm-hmm. say this is the truth. <laughs> and, nice. And, and so like you've been drinking that like fairly regularly before bed? Yep. Wow, that's fascinating. And that's Damiana? Hmm. Cool. Awesome. Do you want to maybe like type that into the YouTube chat for people to be able to follow up on that? Yeah. And that's great. And and again, you know, like before we even get like too far into the, the broadcast and everything, some of the practical tips we always want to be able to remind people of that are going to be able to help them get more into their dream practices. Cause again, you know, some people are tuning into this and they're just like, how am I supposed to get better at my dreams if I don't even dream? And obviously my answer to that is we all dream. Uh, whether or not you remember it is the thing that is what we can work on. And so part of what can allow us to even just be able to develop better recall, uh, again, for many people, uh, I feel the common theme is actually just being able to cut back on cannabis. And, and I mean, that's like something that I've experienced for myself is that, yeah, when you're regularly using cannabis, like even within a 24 hour period, it quite, quite dramatically affects like your dream recall. So like something as simple as cutting back on cannabis uh, is a great way to just be able to begin developing the recall. And of course, the other practices that we'll just mention here, because again, it's worth mentioning because we always got people tuning in for the first time. And for those of you uh, in the YouTube chat, please feel free to leave your own practical tips as well. So again, for people in the YouTube chat, you're part of this conversation. So let us know anything that you want to add to the broadcast and we can always read it on air but again you know practical tips having a dream journal next to your bed uh being able to pay attention to your diet trying not to eat like a heavy meal before bed you want to have that lightness going into bed uh exercise vitality things to just be able to increase your overall wellness uh cultivation of sexual energy is always like something to be able to keep in mind so that means like not spilling your cup not like intentionally uh having orgasm and things like that not that there's anything wrong with that but just be aware that by cultivating that that energy can like transmute itself as like fluid up the spine which directly kind of like fuels the pineal 
gland, which can also like directly influence your ability to dream. Because as many of us know, like when we're dreaming, a lot of it has to do uh, with the activation of the pineal gland and the secretion of DMT as well. Uh, other things is being able to treat your dreams as ceremony, as sacred. So really being able to show up to your dreams with intention, showing up to your dreams as if it is like a psychedelic ceremony every single night. Working with different herbs, different dream teas, uh, absolutely, things like that. Um, using even just like even scents and oils in your room. Cleaning your room is a great thing. Uh, taking your phone and putting it away from you so you're not checking your phone in the middle of the night. Uh, a lot of people, like sometimes, that's, that's, that's actually a very common thing where a lot of people they're not remembering their dreams because as soon as they wake up, they just pick up their phone. And as soon as they do that, it just like severs the dream recall capability. So when you wake up in the morning, make sure that you just like have your phone like way on the other side of the room. Don't reach out for it right away. Uh, allow yourself to even just kind of like sit there, rest and pr practice recall. Uh, other things, meditation, uh, retrospective meditation, being able to practice recalling things throughout the events of your day. Uh, like literally at the end of the day, kind of like do a meditation where you're thinking backwards based on what you did and then allowing that practice to be a way to serve your ability to remember your dreams. So you might remember the most recent thing upon waking up and then you kind of practice remembering backwards and that can kind of reveal more in the dream. And again, just being able to practice the journaling process uh, in itself. So journaling in general, not even just a dream journal, but any sort of journaling can be very good. And then practicing just bringing more awareness to your waking state by becoming more lucid within this state uh, is super, super uh, useful as well for just being able to develop more acute awareness within the dream space. So again, if you're thinking about the fact that your habits within the waking state emulate are emulated within the dream space, then if you walk around and you're like asking questions, you're being very curious, you're just like, oh, like, am I dreaming right now? Like, oh, is this table physical? Like, oh, if I pull my finger, will it stretch? Like, if I jump, will I fly? If I look up, will I see a ceiling? If I look around the corner, will there be some sort of like silly looking creature? And so you always kind of want to be able to just develop this curiosity there's just this intrinsic curiosity that, again, will allow itself to eventually move you towards lucidity within the dream. And, and that in itself is a whole other thing uh, that we can definitely talk about as well. So I do want to be able to get into uh, reading the book uh, fairly soon. But Amelia, I just wanted to be able to pass it back to you. Uh, any other practical tips uh, that you would want to be able to add if there was something that I didn't mention there that you can think of or any other just like general insight topics, questions related to dreams that we can just kind of like riff on for a bit here. Go for it. Um, as Just to add to like using sense and incense. Um, lavender oil is a great one, super easy for everybody to get by. That's really relaxing and puts the body into a relaxing state. Um, and also I have a thing for crystals. There are certain crystals that are particularly good for amplifying dream state. Um, coming off the top of my head, I can't remember any though, but definitely look into those because if that's something that resonates with you, that's also something that can help. Yeah, the crisp, the crisps thing is definitely interesting. And, and again, you know, like different people are going to kind of find different things that work for them. And I know some people like they'll swear, they'll swear by the, by the, by their idea of just like, you know, like take a crystal, a certain crystal and like put it under your bed and that's going to influence your dreams. And again, it's one of those things where a lot of it has to do with your intention, how you program the crystal. If you're just like, well, maybe this will work, maybe it won't, or maybe this definitely won't work. And you just put it in there, then, you know, like your results will kind of be emanated from that. 
that. But um, having, yeah, having tokens and, and talismans that you can use uh, while, while you're in the practice of dreaming can be very valuable. And that's where, again, like even I've talked about this before, but even having like the light guardian crystals as something that you can hold on to while falling asleep can actually be very useful. And sometimes what I'll do is like, I'll hold on to the light guardian crystal and then I practice like squeezing it. I practice like adding like a pulse to it. And then I kind of do that as I'm falling asleep. And then you use this as a way to be able to observe as your body's falling asleep while keeping your mind awake, which you can use as like a wild method for inducing lucid dreaming. So like you're kind of doing this. And then as you're falling asleep, you begin to notice that you stop doing it. And then you're just like, oh, my body's falling asleep. And then you can kind of keep doing it again. So it's like adding a pulse. You can do the same thing by like taking your finger and just kind of like tapping yourself on your hand, kind of like you're playing like a piano key. And you just kind of do this as you're falling asleep. And then when you notice that you're not doing it, then that's kind of your trigger for the idea of like, oh, I'm beginning to tran- transition. I'm beginning to like move into uh, that hypnagogic state as well. So yeah so so again so like that could be done uh, i mean the light card and crystals like obviously like that's part of the design for them but that could be done with any object um and then again some people talk about being able to like like i've had people talk about this where they like talk about holding a light guardian crystal and actually being able to like bring it with them into the dream space like i've had multiple people kind of like talk about that so like they're like holding it while they fall asleep and then they they're in the dream and it's like in their hand in the dream and then that could become like a trigger for lucidity as well but that could be like that could be anything that could be like any sort of object that you want to be able to uh work with as well that's going to serve as like your talisman so again you could have like an object in your pocket and you pull it out and you kind of look at it and and that will be a trigger for you to just be able to like reflect like am i dreaming right now and allow that to kind of be like something that you can even incorporate uh eventually into your dreams if you like have it in your pocket all the time and you always go to reach for it then you can like pull it out within your dream and ask if you're dreaming and then that question might spark uh lucidity as well i have heard of go ahead not to like cut you off but i have heard of some people writing like um on their forearms like are you awake on their forearms so that you get so used to seeing it that when you're in the dream space it triggers you into being lucid because you're like wait a minute and you're not seeing it on your arm Hmm. i have heard that being i've heard of that too yeah yeah i've heard of that too like literally like writing things on your body and things Mm -hmm. like that yeah 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 yeah. definitely definitely yeah and like even just having like a little piece of paper that you could unfold that just says like remember you are dreaming or something like that and just like there's that's the thing you can get really creative with with these ideas of just again being able to like work towards lucidity but just again to to be able to develop a habit of curiosity as well is such an important thing to to live your life like a lucid dream uh, is the way how do we kind of like talk about going to approach it 1111 balance in the youtube chat says dream tip living your dreams in the waking state and following your excitement in the waking state absolutely absolutely again you know like the the energy that we cultivate within the waking state echoes into the energy that we bring into the dream space so even just like fueling our minds with with inspiration and imagination listen to music that inspires you watch movies that inspire you read graphic novels read comic books do things that flex your imagination like that is actually such an important thing that i think a lot of people uh you know again we the the society that we're in it seems like it doesn't really encourage that It, it it does in some ways but in a lot of ways like it's like oh you're you're an adult now so stop daydreaming stop trying to just like you know use your imagination to get away from things we should be using our imagination in like healthy ways and we should be flexing it and we should be daydreaming but like obviously in a way that's balanced but again that way so when you're falling asleep at night 
again, like imagine you're just like creating this like epic scenario within your dream. And this is where even with us doing like the guided meditations where we like bring ourselves into those dimensions and then we kind of like move through these fantasy realms and everything like that. You can do that as you're falling asleep and then that can like transition you uh, into the awareness of the dream. So um, yeah, again, you know, dreams in themselves, there's an infinite amount of possibilities to be able to talk about even just the question of like, what are dreams? What is the purpose of dreams? Um, and we can bounce around that for, for a little bit. And I'll ask that to the question in the YouTube chat. What is the purpose of dreams? You know, for people in the YouTube chat, I want to be able to hear your answers on that. And for mine, again, you know, like I think one of the answers to that question is the idea that dreams are a way to further be able to assist in the evolution of our souls. So as much as we're learning within the physical dimension, we can also learn within the dream dimension simultaneously and be able to learn things. Like there's certain things that, that we are, that we don't always have to learn in the physical, like maybe even things that might have like ramifications that might be irreversible. Instead, if we can experience that in a dream, it's kind of like a simulation, but we might get the experience out of it and, and we'll still be able to learn from that. You know, you might do something in a dream that might feel like a quote unquote mistake. And then there's some sort of consequence and then you wake up and, and maybe it just like, kind of like shakes you a bit and you're just like, Oh my God, like note to self, don't make that mistake in real life. I've learned my lesson type thing. So dreams can really do that. They can serve us by sometimes like, you know, opening our minds and our hearts with awe or sometimes like shaking us to our core through like fear, but a deep lesson in the same way. So again, you know, be it dreams that are fun and exciting or dreams that are might be, you know, like a little unsettling and sometimes nightmarish. Both of those have a purpose. Both of them, those can serve a purpose. And even with the nightmare dreams, a lot of times, you know, like the nightmare dreams are there to kind of like show us that we have the power to be able to change them. And a lot of people talk about that, whereas like they'll, they'll be like, oh, I've had this recurring nightmare dream over and over and over again. And there's like this boogeyman that's after me. And then it, I keep having it. But then one day I was in the dream and I was like, this is a dream. Like you don't have power over me. And then I turned them into a teddy bear or something like that. And then that dream stopped. So again, like the, the nightmare dreams in themselves could be a way for us to be able to, to, to move into being able to activate our power within the dreams. Uh, reading Manders comment. Hey Manders, thanks so much for joining in. She says, find a computer and access the Akashic records. I, I guess that's in the dream state. Yeah. that's a. So again, there's like, there's all sorts of like kind of tips and tricks within the dream space that I think uh, we're, we as humans are still kind of like tapping into, but yeah, again, you know, I really like the idea of thinking of dreams as being very much like a spiritual technology, something very similar to the internet. It's very uh, like electronic, digital, hyperspace, worlds within worlds, what type thing, portals and, you know, like moving from one realm to the next through the power of our intention. So the idea of, yeah, finding a computer uh, and accessing the Akashic Records, absolutely. I would love to yes. hear from someone who, who has done that. Uh, Erica, Erica, thanks so much for joining in. Erica says, healing and transmutation. Again, going back to the question of what is the purpose of dreams? Uh, absolutely, so much healing that can take place within the dream space, absolutely. And, and again, you know, like sometimes you'll hear people and maybe there is like, uh, you know, a circumstance where this is just an example where maybe there was like a loved one who passed on and then they have a dream and maybe they have some sort of discussion with this loved one and it might be like very therapeutic, very cathartic with them and might add like a sense of closure, a sense of just like connection. And they're just like, oh, like I needed that. I really, really needed that. And again, like that's an entire thing in itself, which opens up this idea of, again, you know, like what is the dream space? Well, 
when we start looking at what we can do in the dream space, it really starts opening up some bigger questions, such as like one of them being, you know, the fact that we can communicate with loved ones who have passed on within the dream space. So again, that kind of goes back to the idea of just from my way of kind of explaining it that like, yeah, the dream space is very much like this place that we've come from and, and we return to it every night when we dream. So in the same way, when we die, we're actually kind of like going back to, again, call it the astral realms, call it what you will. Uh, but again, it's like, outside the physical there's still very much life and there are very much these other dimensions we are multi-dimensional beings and as much as society hasn't really fully tapped into that yet like mainstream uh again it's such an important part of our being and to think that people have been dreaming for countless eons uh is such a powerful thing and just trying to even like imagine you know what were people dreaming about back then and and even to be able to think of dreams as being a way for us to be able to like tap into experiences of a parallel lives, you know, that is like such a fascinating thing too. So again, it's, I I've always been curious, you know, were there people back in like the 1500s who maybe had dreams of like flying cities and things like that, or the future or what they saw as the future. And it was like actually them kind of like dreaming into the future of like the parallel reality that they too existed in, uh, in the same way we can dream of the past. Can they dream in the future? Cause again, it's kind of, that's another thing is that like in the dream space, time is very different. It's non-linear. So we're kind of like outside of the game. We're outside of the bubble uh, that we're in. And we can kind of like interact with things from that higher dimensional level. Uh, so again, without really having to get too, too deep into it now, um, Amelia, any other thoughts? I mean, I was just kind of riffing it there for a little bit and I'll read a couple more comments in, in the chat in a second. No, you, you covered the majority of it. Actually, I never, I never really thought about the past dreaming of the future quite in that way. <laughs> that like with that thought in process, it's like, wow, could you imagine having woken up in, you know, your straw bed and you saw like this giant flying metal thing and having like absolutely right. no context as to what that would have been. That would have been like scary, but like so caused so much curiosity. And you, I that mm. kind of makes me jump and wonder like, is that what, you know, early astronomers started with? of mm. these dreams of and they just went with like what is that and they just kept going mm. is that what inspired where we are now right no it's fascinating it's fascinating yeah. i i agree like those those type of things are just super just they, they just really make me think and and again you know like even i think it's really worth studying the cultures who really had a, a reverence towards dreams and that's where you, you look at like the aboriginal cultures and and again like they talk about the idea of dream time and, and that's such an important thing for them. And they talk about that being the place where, again, like they communicate with elders. They go there to seek wisdom. Uh, they go like the, the shamans, like that's like a common thing where they would like literally, again, just kind of like go into the dream space to be able to like bring forth advice that they could share uh, with the tribe. So in the same way, we can do that. Again, I really think of us as being ambassadors for this higher dimensional knowledge. And one of the ways in which we kind of download this knowledge is by receiving it within the dream space, by by intentionally showing up to the dream with questions and like that's that's the thing like you can almost approach the dream as having like its own intelligence as being almost like a like an oracle yeah. and and people will do this they'll be like oh there's something in my life that i need some clarity on and they'll go into the dream with that question and then by the end of the like by the end of the night in the morning like they'll actually receive clarity on it so imagine you know in an ideal sense instead of your dreams just being like completely off the wall random or just like you like you know doing grocery shopping or working at your job mundane things or anything like that 
<laughs> damn those grocery shopping dreams or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, nothing wrong with them but uh, again you know like what if every single night we were using these dreams in a very useful practical way using the dreams as a tool as an asset to further assist in our ability to be able to bring forth clarity to to questions that we have to problems that we have you know to circumstances that we need assistance and guidance on and and again opening up the idea that within the dream space like that's where we connect with our guides our angels whatever you want to call them uh and and so you can think about that idea of like you know here we are we're like in the game and then every night it's like we go into the dream space and it's like we can go back to this council and we can be like hey guys like like there's this stuff that i'm working on can you give me some insight and then you're like surrounded by like this council of like higher dimensional beings and they're just like yeah okay here this is what we got like here take this data this is what you should do and then you come back and you're just like sweet all right i know what to do and again so it really connects us to this idea of understanding that like we are not just us uh we are very much like a collective of like higher dimensional intelligence. And then within the dream space, we tap into that, you know, again, it's kind of like, it expands our individual identity. And this is where, again, you know, like this is where dreams uh, very much cross over with psychedelic experiences. And, and this is why even from my own experience, like one of the huge takeaways that I've taken from working with psychedelics is being in the present moment and real- realizing how dreamlike this reality is right here, right now. Like, again, we have these filters on that kind of like make it seem super solid and everything's like static and stationary. Uh, But then when you're open to it through the use of psychedelics or even just meditation and breath work, you can open up your third eye. The filters kind of get peeled back. And then you realize you're like, oh, my goodness, this is still the dream space. I've just forgotten it's the dream space and I'm so invested in it. But when I step back, I can actually see. And again, the big thing behind this, and this is like the kicker that, which is what part of the intention behind doing this, is that when we realize that this physical reality is like another version of the dream space, we realize that the similar laws and principles that apply to the dream space apply to this reality as well. The main one being, as you think, so shall you become. So again, within lucid dreams, we experience this where like, if you think of something, it will appear. If you want to go somewhere, you go there. If you're trying to manifest something, it will manifest, be it good or bad. You are fully responsible for your thoughts in that action. And so in that way, those same principles still apply within this life. So it's like, oh, you want a successful business? Manifest it. It's like, oh, you want that next relation? Manifest it. And then obviously there's like more details to it than that. But again, it very much is like, it has these similar principles, the principles of correspondence, the principles of vibration, the principles of polarities and dynamics and, and all of that can be learned from the dream space, but then brought over as applicable wisdom that we can use within this life, again, to literally become better dreamers within this dream so that we can, you know, like do the things that we are here to do as higher dimensional beings. All right. I'm just going to read some of the comments here and thank you again, everyone in the YouTube chat. Thank you for being a part of this discussion and we'll go into the book in the next moment. Uh, but again, I want to be able to like honor what people are sharing in the comments. And if there is like particular questions, please feel free to let us know. I, right, Chris, uh, Chris Tarzan Hayward in the YouTube comments says as a lucid dreamer for 35 years, it's tough to understand why I've had so much control in my dreams while others do not. My power in my dreams makes living in this lucid world bearable because I get to dream. Very, very interesting, Chris. And again, I think that's, that is, that is something that I've always been fascinated by just kind of the, the way how different people have a different relationship with the dream space. Some people, again, some people like almost lucid dream by default. I've met people like that where they 
they've literally like been lucid dreaming since they were a child. They maintained it. They grew into adulthood. And it wasn't until later on that they were like, wait, you mean that's not how everyone else dreams? Like I've literally like had those conversations with someone where they're just like, I just assume that's how everyone else dreamt. And when there's like this super, you know, like make your own world type lucid experience every single time. So again, I think it's very interesting. And, and part of that, again, I think part of that has a lot to do with soul dynamics. It's not even something that we can like totally just measure uh, just like based on like scientific principles and things like that. I think it's measurable, like based on just like virtues of the heart and also past experiences and, and, and other lifetimes, which is a fascinating thing to think about. Cause it's like, if you're becoming lucid uh, here within this lifetime, then th this is just like hypothetical, but like, let's assume that possibly like within other lifetimes, you've like done the work to be able to develop this very sacred connection within dreams that now you've brought it forth into this reality and now you get to be able to teach others. You get to, again, be able to use this ability to like bring forth wisdom, experience, knowledge, answer questions. And so again, like it's such a, such a, such a very, very fascinating thing how many of us have different, different abilities naturally within the dream. But as humans, we all have the potential to have any of those abilities. It is something that needs to be worked on. And again, I think like, I've talked about this before, but there's, there's like, this is just theoretical just for the concept of trying to be able to understand it. But there is like another degree of intelligence that seems to curate the dream space as if like there is basically like call it aliens, call it higher dimensional beings, but they kind of observe us moving into the dream space. And then they kind of like choose what dream, what dreams we receive, which again, it's like very, very peculiar because again, it's basically moving outside the idea that it's just us. And it's like, no, within the dream space, we're like interfacing with a higher intentional consciousness. And so in that sense, again, like you receive what you are ready for. And a lot of that can be kind of like the way that you carry your own heart. And so if you're approaching dreams where you're just like, yeah, I just want dreams so I can like, again, like drive fast cars and bang supermodels and things like that, opposed to being like, I want to be able to dream to be able to like serve humanity, assist in the shift in consciousness and become a better cosmic citizen. Then there's like something going on there where someone's kind of paying attention to that. And they're just like, okay, this person's ready. Let's bring them something valuable, not just for them, but so that they can bring it back into the rest of humanity so that they can bring it forth. And again, we've seen this in multiple ways a lot of times throughout history with people bringing forth like scientific revelations and inventions that have changed the world. Again, Tesla, Edison, Einstein, all of these people have talked about the idea that a lot of their creations have come through uh, in the dream space. Uh, aloha to everybody tuning in. Again, I just want to give some quick shout outs. Uh, we got some people tuning in on Twitch. Aloha to Famine. Aloha to Rainbow7. Thanks so much for joining in if this is your first time here. And I'm just going to keep reading here through uh, a few more of these comments. And uh, again, for people, please feel free. Like this is your conversation as well. So we'll keep reading the comments and for any of the leading members who want to join on air. Uh, again, the link for that is in the Discord channel. So 1111 uh, Balance says, I believe our individual and supreme consciousness is outside of time and space. And maybe dreams is the way for our consciousness in this realm to reconnect with that state outside of space and time. Absolutely. Yeah, again, like that's very much pretty much what I was saying just in, in a little slightly different way. Uh, again, 1111 balance. I appreciate your feedback and your engagement on this. Rhonda. Hey, Rhonda says I visit with loved ones that have passed all the time, especially when I have good news to share or when I need the support, like when they were on earth. That's amazing. Again, just to be able to think about the idea that 
imagine if we had that ability every single night to like will that instead of just being like oh will i or won't i dream about grandpa tonight instead if it was literally just like okay i'm going to sleep and i got news for grandpa i'm gonna go talk to him like imagine you had that like imagine how much like that would like be a part of your reality and your experience and just like expand your total awareness and again i think we all can experience that but there's work that we kind of have to do before before that we kind of have to like clear the dirt off our radar dish and do the practices tyler says i think that when we enter the dream space we have access to our deja vu clairvoyant abilities absolutely i would definitely say that's a huge part of it again even times people will talk about within dreams like having those psychic abilities having those clairvoyant natural experiences where you know they might meet another intelligence or an entity and they'll talk about the idea of being like oh they communicate to me through thought or they communicate to me through feelings um and this is where again we can kind of get into the idea of you know we're human we think of ourselves as human here on this earth plane us like little plebeians here on earth podlings whatever we want to call us and basically like you know compared to like higher dimensional consciousness but then like there's like these other beings like there's beings that are like higher advanced than us and they can interface with us in the dream space and again i've talked about this before call it aliens or whatever but i feel that within the dream space it's this common space where if i was like a higher dimensional alien i would see brendan going to sleep and i'd be like hold on i'm gonna like go into his dream space like log into that shared server and talk to him Cause there's something I need to talk to him or maybe I need to ask him something or maybe I need to communicate or maybe he's like an extension of my own soul or something like that. And I think that's kind of the idea is that as much as we are here, it's also reminding ourselves that we are those higher dimensional beings already. We're kind of like fractal versions of it. We're just playing small, but we're something much, much bigger. Uh, Tyler, thank you for your comment. Manders integrate your fragmented selves, split personalities. Very, very, very interesting comment there, uh, Manders, as well. Absolutely. Again, I think within the dream space, it is another way for us to be able to like meet those other parts of ourselves and to be able to harmonize them uh, as well. And again, I've talked, to this, talked about this before. Within the dream space, we have this ability to kind of like see the hero and the villain inside of us. But then we can kind of like pick and choose which one we, you know, which wolf we feed. But then also to be able to like bring compassion to be able to harmonize both, become the silver wolf. 1111 balance says, yeah, I was going to say altered states can bring you to the same state of consciousness. Uh, Manders use plant medicines in dream that, okay. That, that is super, super fascinating. That idea of being able to work with like psychedelics within the dream space, just that concept like blows my mind. And I, and I've experienced that and other people have experienced that where again, you can like be in a dream space um, and just like have like a cup and just convince yourself and just be like, this is ayahuasca. Like this is, and then you drink it and then your mind activates like ayahuasca.exe, you know, like it runs that program, it activates it. So again, it's kind of like that in itself is super crazy because it really opens up this idea of like, wait a second, is that how it works in this reality too, to a degree? Again, if you were to like give someone, you know, something and be like, here, this is going to make you trip out and then they drink it can they actually like convince themselves to the point where they might experience something maybe not the full experience but still something but again like uh yeah uh 11 11 balances i've taken dmt and mushrooms in dreams before uh act- yeah myself as well like i've i've done dmt and mushrooms in dreams and and again it's it's evoked like similar experiences to what it's happened uh within this reality so again i think it's like it's the narrative it's the narrative that we trigger that kind of creates the experience in, in a sense. And again, that's kind of where in this reality, that's like the, we call it the placebo, but it really is this idea of like, as we think social, we create, as we think social, we experience. And then within the dream space, it's not the fact that you're like actually smoking DMT. It's that you're initiating the narrative that 
instigates that experience or at least maybe that's just one way maybe there is like again is there a physical property to things within the dream space perhaps there is perhaps there still is perhaps there still is like a quote-unquote chemical reaction that can occur uh you know a cause and effect that can occur within the dream space even though that we know in the dream space things are very much you know like uh like it's like immalleable where you can like move through things or malleable where you can like put non-physical where you can like put your object you can put your hands through different objects again you can float you can like teleport and things like that but very well likely there could still be like certain principles to certain elements within dreams that still have like cause and react because again you can still feel things within dreams you can still like taste things you can still touch things uh within dreams and again that's like that idea just in itself that this reality and the dream space have a moment like the dream space has a present moment equally as real as this reality right now which is super super amazing to think about 1111 balance uh thank you again for everyone's comments i'm just going to reread these real quick and then we'll uh again jump back to amelia and i want to read more of the book here uh 1111 balance says uh crazy stuff i don't remember the dmt well but i remember the shrooms and an alien gave it to me it was like a gray kind of but it felt very it felt very empathetic unlike how people describe aliens only dream i've had with an alien and i think there was an ant being of some kind or an insect being very fascinating so again uh, more people talking about being able to like make contact with aliens within dreams which is again a whole topic in itself people talking about you know like when are the aliens coming it's like the aliens are here and we can connect with them in our dreams if we're open to that and if we're yeah, ready they've for been that. here for a while <laughs> they have, they've been here for a while amelia says so absolutely right so uh amelia have you had any dreams of aliens just on that topic while we we're on it oh heck yeah when i was a kid yeah. all the time like honestly that was probably a main theme when i was a kid interesting anything more about that that um, you can remember or like ex- even the feeling small it was like yeah i remember the first time i had a dream with them in it i was really freaked out because i um hadn't really like i had only ever seen them in movies right and they were scary in the movies and yeah so the first time they showed up in my dreams i remember hiding in a freezer because like they were all over the house and yeah then after that i got really used to them never really communicated with any of them but was able to like coexist in the dream space with them and it wasn't like a traumatic experience at all that's fascinating do, do you remember like did they teach you anything so to speak even on like a subconscious level maybe probably on a subconscious level i wouldn't say like anything that i can remember really clearly right now but i would definitely say probably on a subconscious level and i did thinking about it now i did start more heavily lucid dreaming after those dreams had happened so uh flying abilities mm. came into play um uh what is telekinetic super telekinetic after that point so probably wow. on a on a subconscious level they did some serious work interesting yeah like i kind of like that idea that like them showing up could have like activated some sort of latent dream abilities within you probably again you know like they were there to be able to like help you awaken your natural superpowers or something like that (laughs) something like that (laughs) something like that cool okay i'm just gonna read more of the comments unless amelia is there anything else uh Um, related to aliens uh not so much aliens but i just wanted to jump on to two things um that you're mentioning the placebo our brains are able to practically create abs- well they are able to create absolutely anything 
So if you are in a state, uh, such an open state where you are in the dream space, right? You're very, you're very open to everything. Taking mushrooms and DMT in that space, your brain already has the chemical coding for those things. So it would in fact activate experiences that we would associate with those substances in that dream space. So you could definitely be using those substances in that dream space and not actually have to physically take them. And you would still, um, yeah, you would still be able to get what you would get in the physical realm, we'll say, out of those. If you look into, I don't know if you've ever heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, yeah, a lot of people are becoming more familiar with him. Yeah. yeah, so if you read into his work and and the placebo effect, placebo effect, and the power of the brain, 100% like, yeah, using those substances in those spaces would just be, and I mean, I don't personally have experience in the dream space with those, but yeah, 100%, you'd, you'd get some serious, some serious stuff out of that. Mm-hmm. Super fascinating. Yeah, and, and again, you know, like it's, it's super amazing just to be able to have these discussions because again a lot of this is like these discussions were far less common even just like 10 years ago and now more people are just like hey i know what i know what the pineal gland is i know what dmt is like i know what dmt secretion is like i know about psychedelics i've done dmt i've done mushrooms i've seen through the veil i've been to other planets and things like that like holy (laughs) shift like my goodness so again it's, it's a lot of this and part of the reason again the intention behind this broadcast is like hey we got all these experience and this knowledge how do we integrate it? How do we bring it down to earth? How do we apply it? How do we be able to not only just like integrate into our own being, but share this with other people, you know, like how can we assist other people who are on that are on their own stages of the journey of awakening uh, and just being able to help be there to hold space for them. So I'm just going to read through a couple other comments here and uh, is reality. Very, very fascinating. Erica says, uh, the people in my dreams are important and this and setting is of great significance as well. The places in my dreams seem too overly seem to overlay with those in waking life. I often revisit the same places in my dreams. Yeah, again, that's super fascinating because, you know, we've, we've talked about this on one of the broadcasts that we did in the past with um, uh, a fellow uh, who teaches within the Gnostic uh, like school and everything like that. It was in episode four, Leading the Shift. I would encourage, for those of you interested, I'd really encourage you to go back and check out that. It's on my YouTube channel, obviously. Um, but again, you know, it's kind of talking about this idea that there's like realities overlaying realities. That's kind of like how it works here. So like within the dream space, when we think about like astral projection, it's like we're, we're kind of like in the astral body and we move through the astral plane and the astral plane is actually like over top of this plane. And then there's like certain things uh, within the astral plane that are visible that aren't visible in the physical, but are still here, uh, which is super, super fascinating. Uh, Jenna, thank you again so much. Miss you too. Erica, adding the claps, let me learn balance, adding in the hearts. Tyler says, podlings, I tip my hat to you, sir. That's a dark crystal reference. For those of you who haven't watched that, go check that movie out. That, that, you know, that, well, the TV series rather, uh, specifically the age of resistance. And I'll just mention that real quick because it's very interesting because in, uh, the new series, this isn't a spoiler or anything, but even in the movie, they had this experience that they refer to as dream fasting and dream fasting was this idea where they like touch each other and then they basically like share memories 
And, and so it's like this idea of kind of like tapping into a collective hive mind, a collective consciousness. Uh, and again, like that in itself is actually very much uh, a, an experience that like we as humans can kind of have in similar ways, uh, especially in the idea of shared dream reality, shared dream experience. And, you know, I just, again, I open us up to this possibility of thinking about how, you know, what if every night when we go to sleep, it would be similar to turning on a video game system or logging into the internet and choosing like which website we want to go to or which which map which browser you know like which area which domain so again in the same way that you were you know like turn on like a world of warcraft or something like that you're like okay i'm gonna go here imagine if every night you're just like okay i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go to the dream tree which is something that we talk about here within the paradigm shift central project and i'm gonna meet my friends there and then like at night we're all sleeping and like we're actually there and it's like this like next level of like a conscious experience where as much as like hey we're here we're talking uh, through computers this is great but let's meet up in the dream space and let's work towards that. Like how badly do you want to get there? And again, part of the intention behind doing this broadcast is planting the seeds, getting that idea in there, getting that thought in there. And for all of us to just be like, wait a second, not only does that sound exciting, but that sounds familiar as if it's already happened. And I think it has, and it has, first of all. And so again, it's inviting other people Uh, to be able to open up to that, you know, for us as a community to really just be able to like have that intention of meeting each other in the dream space. And I know a lot of people have talked about, you know, having dreams of each other. And sometimes, you know, we have to use discernment when it comes, when it comes to being able to think about meeting other people in the dream space. Cause again, sometimes it's like, it's, it's like more of a projection of them opposed to actually being them. And sometimes we have to like, be able to like have discernment So sometimes you might see your friend in a dream, but it might not really be your friend, so to speak. It more might be kind of like the dream projecting uh, a representation of how you see your friend in a sense. So just be aware of that. Because again, like sometimes like you might wake up and you just be like, oh my God, I had this super powerful dream and you did this and you did this and you did this. And sometimes it might've been like the actual soul of that person. But then other times it might just have been kind of like an emulation of, of that so just just be aware of that um that that is like kind of a thing and again i think that kind of that can kind of like come uh even with if you were to like wake up in lucidity and just be like wait a second like are you you type thing and if you were to like be totally lucid that the, it might dissolve the illusion it might just be like oh sorry i was just like a projection of your friend uh but then if you could actually just be like yo are you awake right now and just be like oh my god dude i'm awake right now and so again like i've only had like a few dream experiences where i've like been able to have a dream with a friend and then like woke up the next day and both of us were just like yo did you dream that too and they were like yo yeah man i dreamed that too and and so like that has happened uh and i know it has happened with other people as well so it's definitely possible jenna says i believe dreams are just different parallel realities uh energy is neither created nor destroyed absolutely jenna you know it and uh so again thank you everyone so much for joining in Rhonda says i teleport more in real world than I do in dreams. LOL. I have uh, dreamt of aliens my whole life. Very fascinating, Rhonda. Uh, I love being able to hear about other people who have been dreaming about aliens as well. All right. So with that said, 
Oh, the, hold on. There's more comments here. Uh, okay, I'm just going to keep reading the comments here. Again, as we're reading this, if you're tuning into this broadcast, I did post a link for the Patreon uh, into the YouTube YouTube comments. I'd love to be able to set the objective of getting two new Patreon signups during this broadcast. So if you're tuned into this, go ahead and sign up to the Patreon with a monthly micro donation to be able to help support the project that we do here for the community and these broadcasts and the value that we're creating. Uh, you can sign up in as little as three minutes and the average donation is 3 to $11. So you can sign up for any amount. You can sign up for like $100, $1,000, whatever works for you. Uh, it all goes right back to being able to help support the community and helping support my own work as a community, as a, as a facilitator, as a director for the project. So thank you again. So again, we'll keep an eye open for that. So if anybody here, let us know in the comments, just be like, yo, I'm signing up for the YouTube right now uh, or for the Patreon right now. Let us know. And a uh, huge shout out to you. And when you do sign up, you can also get a private tarot reading with me. And also you can get a light guardian crystal for a pay what you wish price. So again, light guardian crystals. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> All right, moving on. Reading here, the comment from 1111 says, in that dream, for those curious, the mushrooms were very similar to when Alice in Alice in Wonderland shrinks and grows, eating, I think, bread maybe. It was mushrooms maybe one of you can let me know. And in the dreams, they were explaining something about space and relativity. Relativity. I have it written down somewhere. That's all I can r really remember. Very fascinating. Love that. Uh, Chris says, the waking state is a shared dream. Very well said, Chris. Absolutely. And and I fully, fully agree that again, like this this reality that we're in right now literally is a shared dream. It can't be anything but that. So again, we are co-creating this dream together. So be very mindful of how we are co-creating it. And again, so that's the thing as becoming like more aware and talking about these topics, it really just brings it back to responsibility. What energies are we bringing into this dream? Are we going to bring in, you know, like fear and animosity and just like all of this, or are we going to bring in like love, compassion, excitement, healing, inspiration, transmutation. So again, we are all wizards. We are all dreamers. We are all becoming lucid. This is our journey to lucidity. And a quick plug for those of you who haven't seen the journey to lucidity movies, find those on my channel. Those are full length movies that incorporate uh, like wisdom about dreams through the experience of a transformational festival. So go ahead and check that out. Rebecca dropping the 1111. Hello, ha, Rebecca. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Turner dreamt about my main spirit guide one time. It was a huge bumblebee on my shoulder. Very interesting. Uh, that's awesome and scary. Says 1111 balance. Uh, da, 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 da. As siblings, we have shared dreams, says Phil. Very interesting. Awesome. Rhonda, thank you so much for joining. Uh, we'll see you next time, Rhonda, if you have to leave. And yeah, so with that said, I want to be able to read a little bit from the book here. And we're going to keep this broadcast going. I want to be able to wrap it up in about two hours. So we'll keep an eye on the clock. And uh, again, if there's anybody who wants to join on air, who's a leading member, uh, go ahead. The link is in the discord and you can join on air. Otherwise, uh, Amelia and I will still be rocking it here. And Amelia, honestly, if you have to like head out at any point, please feel free to let me know. No, uh, I'm Amelia, so far. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. See, uh, Amelia, any, any other comments just with like what we were talking about before I jump into the book here and even just like, give me a second to drink some water? Um, the only other thing that I'm thinking of that I feel the call to mention is um, when you're uh, in the dream state, you're in such, again, like you're in such that open state. And I don't know if you've ever heard about theta healing at all. Yeah. Right. So you're in that space. So again, when you set that intention, if there's like serious things that you want to work on or you want to heal through, you set that intention that that's something you want to work on. And those are um, inner programs or what have you that you want to change and take care of. 
dream space is one of the best spaces to be able to do that because you're relaxed your body's relaxed and it's more likely to be able to receive those things into yourself than you might be in a conscious state absolutely yeah again i I think again that's where like we're still kind of unraveling the potentials of the dream space but yeah like we can use the dream space to literally like set an intention and like reprogram our like light body if we want to call it that or even just like our physical body as well you know we send the signal to ourselves and we're just like do this you know and and again even just when you think in rest like that's where so much of the body like kind of like does what it needs to do to be able to heal itself to return itself back to like a homeostasis to just like heal wounds to digest things to work on you know just like moving energy where it needs to so absolutely again you know like we really as a culture need to just like honor sleep uh, so much more and honor dreams. And again, I, it happens here just through these conversations by us as community. So again, I really appreciate everybody just being here. And again, not only just being a part of this broadcast, but hearing this call to action to be able to continue these conversations further. Talk to people, talk to people about dreams, ask them about dreams, ask them, be like, have you ever heard of lucid dreaming, you know, and things like that? Or, oh, have you ever seen the movie Inception? Wasn't that an interesting movie? Are you interested in learning more about dreams? And you'll start hearing from people or just be like, do you remember what you dreamt of when you were younger and things like that? And, you know, again, I think dreams are a beautiful launch point for being able to help awaken people or just open people up to more discussions to be able to help them see that they and themselves are already multidimensional beings. And again, it's like so close to us. It's like hidden in plain sight. But again, society is just like, and and I've talked about this before, but it's weird. Like a lot of people in society, it's almost as if they've had their dreams like stolen from them. And, And whether or not this was like intentionally programmed or just a side effect of our nature uh it's happened it's obvious again you know like and it's happened because a we're not talking about it and b because our habits are not supporting the ability to be able to incubate the space where we can support the growth of dreams for example again that's why if people are falling asleep looking at their cell phones and they wake up looking at their cell phones they're not remembering their dreams. So that's why you go out there and you do a survey with people. You ask like 90% of them and they're going to be like, oh, I don't remember my dreams or I don't pay attention to dreams and I don't think I need to. So again, we want to be able to have the discussions be like, dude, if you pay attention to your dreams, like it will change your life. It will benefit you. It will allow you to like be of more service as a cosmic citizen, as an explorer of these psychedelic realms. And I think that's kind of the way that we need to think about it is that like when we came into this, this experience, these physical bodies, we came into it with the gift of being able to experience both the physical, but then being able to be, you know, like psychonauts of the astral as well. Like we have the best of both worlds, you know? So again, there's like other beings and maybe they just exist in in the dream space and that's where they live, you know, like that's like their existence and they wish they could come into the physical. Whereas here we're literally like between both worlds and that's like such, such a blessing. So I think if anything, I just invite everyone here to just like bring it back to gratitude. Just be like, holy shit. Like, I am so grateful that I am able to dream. I am so grateful that I'm able to experience this physical reality and go back to the dream space every single night. And allowing yourself to feel that gratitude can be a great way for just being able to like open yourself up to to a better relationship with your dreams. So again, what is your relationship with your dreams? Ask yourself that question and, and just be like, well, I don't really have much of a relationship let this be an invitation for you to develop that relationship. And like any good relationship, as you invest into it, 
you will get out of it what you invest. So like that's that's really important, right? So if you're just like, man, my dreams don't give me anything. Well, it's like, are you investing in them? And if you're not, then that makes sense. But as you begin to invest by again, you know, doing the habits that we've talked about, you know, like having the dream journal, doing meditation, involving yourself with discussions like these, it starts sending out the signal that you're sending out the signal to the universe and you're just like, I am interested in my dreams. I am passionate about my dreams for non-egotistical reasons for me to be able to like merge my higher dimensional consciousness with my 3d form and for me to be able to expand my awareness as like a a natural multi-dimensional psychedelic being here on this planet to help assist with a bigger shift in consciousness so if that resonates with you for anybody in the chat please feel free to just drop some 11 11s there and we're getting gonna get into reading a little bit of this book how far we get into it uh can't say for certain but i'm gonna start it right at the beginning and do i want to start right at the beginning Mm-mm-mm. okay so this this book we'll just read it uh for a little bit i'm just going to read one chapter here and then we're going to kind of like talk about it together as a community as a team so again thank you everyone so much for being a part of this broadcast uh we'll keep an eye open for uh any new patreon signups as we're doing the broadcast so again if anybody here wants to be able to sign up for the patreon is greatly appreciated and uh, shout out to those of you on the Facebook. I apologize, Facebook. I honestly wasn't looking at the chat fully because we were primarily looking on the YouTube. But be sure to jump over to the YouTube so that you can join the cat, the chat there. So aloha to Lily. Thank you for your comments uh, on the Facebook chat as well. So with that said, I'm going to get into uh, reading a little bit about uh, dreams from this book, which is Dream Yoga consciousness astral projection and the transformation of the dream state by samael unwar so seeing those 11 11s drop thanks again everyone for jumping in and uh if you haven't yet please feel free to smash that like button on youtube and go ahead and share this broadcast with your friends all right chapter one consciousness people confuse consciousness with intelligence or with intellect Thus, they qualify a very intelligent or intellectual person as being a very cognizant person. Undoubtedly, and without fear of deceiving ourselves, we affirm that within a human being, the consciousness is a very particular means of apprehending internal knowledge and is completely independent of any mental activity. The faculty of consciousness facilitates the knowledge of ourselves. Reread that. The faculty of consciousness facilitates the knowledge of ourselves. The consciousness grants us the integral knowledge of what is, where it is, what is really known, and what is certainly ignored. Revolutionary psychology teaches that only the individual by himself can know his own self. Yes, only we ourselves can know if we or are not if we are or are not cognizant at any given moment. Only by oneself can one know about one's own consciousness and whether it was active or not at any given moment. So that's an interesting thing. Just kind of like thinking there that consciousness is literally something that can, that is like a faculty that we can kind of turn on and off. And I'm sure we kind of notice that where like, again, when we're not conscious, we're kind of like in this like automatic state, you know, we're just kind of like doing something and we're not really thinking about it. You're like driving home and you're listening to the radio and then suddenly you're like three blocks down and you're just like, whoa, like I was barely even paying attention there or something like that. You know, sometimes it happens to us. So consciousness is like literally a faculty that we activate. It's like literally something that has to be a habit 
that we were just like, how conscious am I in this moment? How much am I paying attention? And again, you can think of the word consciousness just as like awareness, awareness of self, awareness of action, awareness of presence. So moving along here. Awesome. <clears throat> Only the individual by himself and nobody but himself can become aware at any given instant, at any given moment, if before that instant, if before that moment, he was not really cognizant, but his consciousness was very asleep. Thereafter, he will fall asleep again and forget that experience, or will keep it as a memory, as the memory of a strong experience. It is essential to know that the consciousness within rational animals is not a continuous or permanent entity. So again, that's very interesting. It is essential to know that the consciousness within rational animals is not a continuous or permanent entity. So again, consciousness can kind of like come and go. And when consciousness isn't fully like, it's not that consciousness is ever like, I guess this is me kind of adding it. I don't think consciousness ever fully goes away, but it's just kind of like how active it may be, how in the forefront it may be. So consciousness will always kind of be like, consciousness itself is still kind of like, you know, it's the energy that drives life. So it will still drive the autonomous things. But then when it's like fully conscious, it's like aware of like what it actually is doing in that moment. Normally, the consciousness within these intellectual animals, mistakenly called humans, sleeps profoundly. Thus, the moments in which their consciousness is awake are seldom, very seldom. So again, this is really hitting upon, like, this This book is, like, super blunt to the fact where it's just, like, most humans are asleep. Like, literally asleep. Like, they are walking through this life asleep. Like, they're here, they're experiencing it, but they're not fully awakened. So, again, in the same way you kind of go through a dream and you're just kind of, like, walking around and, and, you, and you don't even know that you're dreaming. In the same way, it's like we walk around here and we don't even know that, we're like, we're awake in a sense. Because we're not. We're asleep. So, it's like people are sleepwalking within their waking state. And then, you know, again, we want to be able to like wake up within our dream state and wake up within this state as well. So waking up within the dream state begins by waking up within this state, lucid living. Yes, intellectual animals work, drive cars, marry, die, etc. with their consciousness totally asleep. And it awakens only in very exceptional moments. Sadly, the life of present human-like people is a life of dreams. Yet they believe they are awake and will never admit that they are dreaming. That is, that their consciousness is asleep. If any of them were to suddenly awaken, he would feel terribly ashamed of himself. He would immediately comprehend his clownishness, his buffoonery. Since this life is frightfully ludicrous, horribly tragic, and seldomly sublime. If a boxer in the middle of a fight was to unexpectedly awaken, covered in shame, he would see the entire uh, fascinated public and then before the astonishment of the sleeping unconscious multitudes, he would flee from the horrible spectacle. When a human being admits that he has his consciousness asleep, he can be sure he has already begun to awaken. So that that's again, that's really key. Like that part right there. It's like the first step to awakening your consciousness is to acknowledge that your consciousness is asleep, right? Like it's kind of like this interesting thing, but again, it's just like really putting things into perspective where it's just like, I have, you know, like there's, there's a lot that I still have to work on. There's a lot that I have to go. So again, we kind of like get into this base level of reality, but that base level may be us just kind of like dream walking through this reality. So when a human being admits that, he, that his consciousness, that he has his con admits that he has his consciousness asleep he can be sure that he has already begun to awaken so again like that's the thing right like how many people 
don't even question whether or not they're awakened. They don't question whether or not their consciousness is asleep. And again, same way within the dream space. When you're in the dream, yep. you usually don't question that you're in the dream. And that's and we can so again, we can see that parallel. You're just like walking through and you're just like, "Oh, this is totally normal as I'm like riding like a giant like rainbow elephant or something <laughs> like that," you know? And and so again, it's like it's true. We have to be able to like kind of think about how we can apply that to this state, this waking state, uh by realizing that we're kind of in in the similar process of like dreaming without realizing we're dreaming. The reactionary schools of old-fashioned psychology that deny the existence of the consciousness and that even declare the term useless reveal a most profound state of sleep. The henchmen of such schools snooze profoundly within an utterly infracocious and unconscious state. Those who confuse consciousness with psychological functions, i.e. thoughts, feelings, motor impulses, and sensations, are indeed very unconscious. They are very profoundly asleep. Those who admit the existence of consciousness and nonetheless utterly deny the different degrees of cognizance reveal their lack of cognizant experience. That is, they reveal their sleeping consciousness. Any person, even for a brief moment, awakened by consciousness, knows very well by his own experience that different degrees of, of observable consciousness exist within oneself. Namely, first, time, how long did we remain cognizant? Second, Frequency, how many times have we awakened our consciousness? Third, amplitude and penetration, what, was our co- what were we cognizant of? Revolutionary psychology and the ancient Philokalia affirm that the consciousness can be awakened and made conscious and controllable by means of a special kind of super effort. A fundamental education has its objective, has, has as its objective the awakening of consciousness. It is worthless to expend 10 or 15 years of study in school or college and university if upon completion of our studies, we are sleeping automatons. So again, that's kind of like the thing. Like a lot of people, they spend their life, they go to school, but then they come out and they become automatons. So again, it's kind of like, that's kind of the term for like humans that just kind of like go through the motions without kind of like really becoming aware of what they are as a multidimensional being, as a conscious sovereign individual. And again, a lot of that comes from asking questions. A lot of that comes from community. A lot of that comes through us being able to hold space for each other. It is no exaggeration to affirm that by means of great effort, intellectual animals can become cognizant of themselves for a brief couple of moments. Nonetheless, it is clear that in regard to cognizance, there there exist remarkable exceptions that we must seek within the lantern of diagnosis. These remarkable cases are represented by authentic human beings such as Buddha, Jesus, Hermes, Quetzalcoatl, etc. Yes, these founders of religious of religions possess continuous cognizance. That is, they are great enlightened men. Commonly, people are not cognizant of themselves, yet have the illusion of being cognizant in a, con- in a, con- in a continuous manner. This illusion is due to memory and all the processes of thought. For example... Any individual who practices a retrospective exercise in order to remember their entire life can truly recall, remember the number of times they married, how many children they begot, who their parents were, their teachers, etc. However, this does not signify the awakening of their consciousness. This is simply the remembrance of unconscious actions, and that is all. Here, it is necessary to repeat what we have stated in former chapters. There are four states of consciousness. Sleep vigil state, self-cognizance, objective cognizance. 
the wretched individual, in, the wretched intellectual animals, mistakenly called humans. <laughs> Again, I like that term. It's like, <laughs> we're, we're not humans. We're just intellectual animals. <laughs> Very humbling. The wretched intellect, like I said, this, this book's like so blunt, but in a good way. The wretched intellectual animals, mistakenly called humans, live only in one of these, one in, in two of these states since they expand one half since they expend one half of their life in their bed sleeping and the other half in the wrongly called vigil state which indeed is sleepwalking state yes the individual who in bed sleeps and dreams believes that he has awakened that he awakens by merely returning to the vigil state but he continues dreaming because for him the vigil state is indeed the sleepwalking state so again it's this idea that we, like we wake up in the morning and we go about our day, but like we haven't actually awakened. From like a higher conscious perspective, we're still sleepwalking. So again, it's kind of like really taking things out to see the bigger picture. If this is making sense for you guys, go ahead and just kind of let us know in the comments. Again, I know some of this stuff is like pretty... It's it's interesting just to listen to. you. It's one of those things where you almost have to like listen to it twice in order to really be able to get it. And this is only just chapter one, right? This is similar to daybreak. The stars seem to hide when the sun rises, yet they continue to exist even when the physical eyes cannot perceive them. In normal life, the populace knows nothing about self-cognizance and much less about, cogn about objective cognizance. <clears throat> Nevertheless, people are proud and everyone thinks that they are cognizant of themselves. Yes, intellectual animals firmly believe that they have cognizance of themselves and they would never accept under any circumstance being told that they are actually asleep and that they live unconscious of themselves. So again, I think like even in stuff like that, you know, it's like if you were to look for example of the fact that we are unconscious, just look at the way of how we're treating the world and how we're treating each other. Like that in itself, it's just kind of like, we're just like, I'm just going to like trash this place up. I'm just going to treat people like crap. I'm just going to like destroy my own body and my vehicle. Clearly reflects the idea that like we are not like fully cognizant and everything like that and again part of the thing is that as you become cognizant as you become conscious you also become responsible and again that's where like as part of the dream itself like there are those who are like awakening but then there are souls here that are choosing to stay asleep as a part of the experience as a soul and we have to kind of like acknowledge that that the soul has that choice to like live this ex entire existence asleep because the awakening of consciousness can break us out of a discomfort. It can kind of like, you know, again, it kind of like, you know, ignorance is bliss type thing. When you awaken your consciousness, you also become responsible as well. And that can be very challenging. And it can also be very uncomfortable as well. So again, some souls are literally here to stay asleep. But if you're listening to this broadcast and you're a part of this community, then you are here to be able to awaken your consciousness and a huge thumbs up for you for doing that because that is like the important work that we need to be able to do. And again, by awakening the consciousness within ourselves individually, we allow the consciousness to awaken within others. 100 monkey effect, as you're all familiar with. So being told that they are actually asleep and that they live unconsciously of themselves. Exceptional moments exist with the intellectual and when the, when the intellectual animal awakens, but these moments are very very rare. The awakening can occur in an instant of great danger, or during an intense emotion, or in new in some new circumstance, 
or in some new, unexpected situation, etc. Nonetheless, it is indeed a disgrace that the intellectual animal does not have any control over these fleeting states of awakened consciousness, and that we cannot evoke them in order to make them continuous. Nevertheless, these fundamentals of Gnostic education affirm that any individual can acquire control over his consciousness and thus attain self-cognizance. Yet, this revolutionary psychology has methods, scientific processes, to awakening the consciousness. So that's kind of that's the end of chapter one. And that's where again, this book really gets into that where this book helps provide a scientific method like this is referred to as like esoteric science because it's basically saying, you know, follow these steps and you can awaken your consciousness through the dream state and the waking state. So that in itself is like super fascinating. And um, yeah, again, this book is dream yoga. And I, uh, I'll put some information down in the show notes, but you could order this book online. There may be a PDF of it online. I'm sure you could ask Google and they might be able to find something for you. So that's just chapter one. Uh, we can probably read a couple more chapters during this broadcast and eventually we'll get into our closing meditation. And I do just want to be able to check into the live chat to read some comments there. Uh, Amelia, any, any comments on, uh, that first chapter, uh, anything that just kind of like stood out to you or did that make sense or anything you would like to share? Go ahead. The intellectual animal statement from the book just just like hit the nail on the head so hard because yeah when we use the term human I think vocabulary is very important and I think when we use the term human it somehow removes us from you know the ecosystem suddenly it's like them and us whereas it you know intellectual animal it's like we're still animals we're just aware of the fact yeah like that was just that was could not have been better put <laughs> right yeah <laughs> again like this this book just like really like hits it home it's just like damn intellectual animals you're not awake you're just pretending you're awake like so but again that just like reveals like the state of the world that we're in and i think it's pretty obvious where again like a part of our ego would be like what do you mean I'm not awake? Like, I'm clearly awake. I woke up this morning. I brushed my teeth. That means I'm awake. It's like, are you though? Like, are you really awake? Because again, like being awake means like being much more aware of like your reaction and your relationship and your actions and, and just like your intentions and everything like that. So uh, yeah, again, I, I really appreciate everybody here being a part of this broadcast because simply by listening to this broadcast, you are in the process of continuously awakening. And that's kind of the thing that we'll notice is that awakening is something that we have to like continue we have to maintain we have to develop a habit we have to develop practice we have to develop community we have to check in because literally it's one of those things where like you might go through a great spiritual awakening or maybe you might do mushrooms and you're just like oh my god this is great but then if you're not intentional with it you can get pulled back into like the autonomous automaton habits of things you can go right back into your old routines and you can just be like and i'm back at home just like you know like doing regular routines and just kind of like living regular things and just kind of living mundane things and not fully going outside of my comfort zone and just you know doing all the things that i was doing right before this sort of thing so it's like that consciousness unless continually worked with will atrophy you know, it, it will kind of like move back to like its original state. So that's where, again, as just having community, being able to check in, being able to tune into these broadcasts once a week is such a, such a useful thing for us to be able to have for each other. Just be like, oh, right. Like, this is why I'm here. Like, I'm a part of a team. I'm a part of community and we're awakening together and we're holding space for each other to be able to 
bring forth that greater awakening within all of us and and again, so I appreciate everybody being here. And uh, shout out to those of you leaving conscious, uh, leaving comments in the chat. Uh, Erica says, maybe consciousness is lucidity in waking life. Very much so. I would definitely say so. 1111 Balance says, most definitely resonates. Honestly, I'll admit I'm still asleep, depending, uh, depending how you define it. I'm waking up and I'm glad to do it at this time and space on earth with such amazing people all over. <laughs> And uh, Erica says, I love that I found this community. Erica, thank you as well. Thank you again for leveling and balance. And again, you know, it's interesting because like it's it's trippy, man, because like even when we just look at the term waking up, right? Like I'm sure a lot of you have probably already observed this, but the term wake often refers to like what we do after death, right? And And then when you think about when we dream at night, dreams are very much similar to death. It's kind of like some people refer to it as like the cousin of death. In, in a sense, because we're kind of going back into that state. And then some people literally talk about the idea that like when you die, it's like you awaken, you know, it's like when you die, it's like you take off that tight boot and then suddenly you kind of awaken from this version of the dream. And you're just like, oh my God, like I remember like, holy crap, like this, this, this was the dream. Like that was, oh my goodness. And it's just like this huge revolution. So again, it's like by waking up here within this lifetime, it's also acknowledging that a part of us has to die but die not in a bad way, but like in a way that kind of like transforms us, you know? So it's like, are you willing to, to die? Are you willing to kill the old parts of yourself? And again, I'm not trying to use that word like super, super literally, but more so like transmute. So are you willing to like, let the old version of you die and let the new version of you awaken in that sense? So Awesome. Rebecca, thanks for your comment. Awesome. Love that read, she says. So we'll keep moving through this. We got about, uh, again, we've got about like 15 people tuned in uh, on the YouTube as well. And thank you again, everyone, so much for being here. Please feel free to keep sharing the links. Uh, check in the live broadcast on Facebook real quick. Uh, for those of you tuning in on Facebook as well, uh, we've got a couple people on Facebook. Please feel free to share the broadcast there and a couple people on Twitch uh, as well. So I'm going to keep reading um, unless there's any other comments from people in the chat, we're going to go right into chapter two and we'll just keep reading. Maybe we'll get through at least a few more chapters of this, uh, before we get closer to wrapping up this broadcast under the two hour limit. And we'll end it with a closing meditation of the dream tree, which is uh, a thing that we talk about, which is like the common shared dream place that we go to. And we do a bit of a practice there. Uh, Amelia, any other comments from you before we jump into chapter two here or no. anything? You, let's get into good? chapter two. Okay, cool. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Sweet. All right. So again, thank you everyone so much for being a part of this broadcast. We're getting into chapter two of dream yoga. And uh, again, let's keep an eye open for any new signups on the Patreon. So while you're listening to this broadcast, if you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, go ahead and sign up. It only takes three minutes and huge shout outs and bonus points to those of you already supporting on Patreon and those of you signing up in the future. And hey, if you're signing up in the future, I uh, equally appreciate it. We're working towards our goal of 150 Patreon signups as our next milestone. And we're currently at 111. So thank you again, Patreon supporters. And if you sign up at the $11 or higher, that will give you the option to become a leading member which allows you to join these on-air broadcasts in the future as well so awesome all right let's move into chapter two here <clears throat> chapter two the awakening of consciousness all right it is necessary to know that humanity le lives with its consciousness asleep people work asleep people walk through streets asleep people live and die asleep 
when we come to the conclusion that the entire world lives asleep, then we can comprehend the necessity of awakening. Again, like that, that just, that just says it so powerfully. When we come to the conclusion that the entire world lives asleep, then we can comprehend the necessity of awakening, which is again, like that's, that is the paradigm shift to awaken. And again, we're seeing that through the awakening, you realize the bigger story. You see the bigger picture, you see the bigger connection, you see your bigger identity and you also allow yourself to move into more responsibility as citizens of this planet in the cosmos. We need the awakening of consciousness. We want the awakening of consciousness. Absolutely. Very true, right? Like consciousness fueling something inside of you. Fascination. The profound sleep in which humanity lives is caused by fascination. Okay. This is where it gets really interesting. People are fascinated by everything in life. People forget themselves because they are fascinated. The drunkard in the bar is fascinated with the alcohol, the place, the pleasures, his friends, the women, the vain woman in front of a mirror is fascinated with her own glamour. The rich are uh, a, va a variacious person is fascinated with money and possessions. The honest worker in the factory is fascinated with the hard work. The father of the family is fascinated with his children. All human beings are fascinated and sleep profoundly. When driving a car, we are astonished when we see people dashing across the roads and streets without paying attention to the danger of, of, of the running cars. Others willfully throw themselves under the wheels of cars. Poor people. They walk asleep. They look like sleepwalkers. They walk asleep, endangering their own lives. Any clairvoyant can see their dreams. If, if we're fascinated with something, then we don't ask questions. We don't kind of like seek outside of ourselves. And this is, again, you know, you, you look at, you look at the way how society is structured. It's like, oh, you want to control people. You want, you want to stop them from asking questions. You want to stop them from like rising up and revolting against oppressive governments or anything like that. Keep them fascinated. Give them sports. Give them the Coliseum. Give them food. Give them pornography. What am I fascinated by? And it's like, hey, maybe we can get fascinated by like, helping each other and by awakening our consciousness maybe that can drive us right so sleep during the physical body sleep the ego escapes from it the depart into the internal world thus well in the internal policeman guarding the streets the barber in his barber shop the blacksmith at his forge the drunkard in the tavern or bar the prostitute in the house of pleasures has the inkling to ask himself whether he is in the study all the marvels it is only possible for us to ask such a question of ourselves in the superior world during those hours of sleep. If we accustom ourselves to ask this question from moment to moment during the so-called vigil state, vigil state would be right now, the waking state, evidently during our sleep we repeat everything that we do during the day. Therefore, if during the day we accustom ourselves to asking this question, then during our nocturnal sleep, while being outside of the body, we will consequently repeat the same questions to ourselves. Thus, the outcome will be the awakening of consciousness. So again, like for everyone here, one of the one of the most effective ways to be able to just like accelerate your ability to, to awaken your consciousness is to just bring those questions into your everyday life. And that can be helpful, again, by just like writing them down, write them on your hand, just be like, am I dreaming right now? And look around and actually practice getting curious, curious, like really look at things and be like, is this desk physical? Like, does my finger stretch? Can I jump and fly? 
is that like squirrel trying to like tell me about the secrets of the universe like can i go up and talk to him and stuff like that don't get too weird but again the play with these ideas trying to talk to you the, the squirrel will definitely talk to you <laughs> yeah i'm sure it says amelia <laughs> so but, uh, yeah i mean have, have we have you tried asking the squirrel the secrets of the universe in this waking state you might be surprised <laughs> anyways all right so moving back into the book here we're gonna keep reading how many pages do we got here okay so just like a couple more pages uh for chapter two <clears throat> and again for anybody uh listening to this just please, please feel free keep leaving your comments down in the youtube chat and let us know uh and like anything you hear that you're just like oh that makes sense or maybe you got some questions uh let us know in the comments and we'll reply to those as well <clears throat> for those of you real quick for those of you watching uh so far on the instagram uh go to my instagram story swipe up and tune in on youtube that way so you can join everyone else hanging out in the live chat on YouTube because that's where the real party is. Uh, otherwise, you're missing like the full broadcast because you're not being able to hear other people on the broadcast. Um, mm -mm. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Katha. Thank you so much for joining in. And yeah, jump over to the YouTube when you can. All right. <clears throat> so let me just drink some tea here. Whew, man, we're just like flying at a million miles an hour here. Like my <laughs> voice is getting a little tired. I can feel it. But hey, I do. I do it for you. I do it for you. <laughs> I do it for us. All right, I'll just charge myself up with this light guardian crystal real quick. <laughs> okay. Remembering oneself. The human being in his fascinated trance does not remember the self. We must self-remember ourselves from moment to moment. We need to self-remember ourselves in the presence of every representation that could fascinate us. Let us hoard, hold ourselves well well in front of any representation and ask ourselves where am i am i in the physical plane am i in the astral plane then give a little jump with the intention of floating within the surrounding atmosphere it is logical that if you float it is because you are outside of the physical body thus the outcome will be the awakening of consciousness <clears throat> the purpose of awakening the purpose of asking these questions at every instant, at every moment, is with the intention of engraving it within the subconsciousness, so that it may manifest later during the hours of given sleep. Hours with when the ego is really outside the physical body. You must know that in the astral plane, things appear just as they are here in the physical plane. This is why during sleep and after death, people see themselves in a form very similar to this physical body therefore no dead person ever believes himself to have died because he is fascinated and profoundly asleep so that in itself is super super interesting just to take note of and this is like something that i talk about in the tibetan book of the dead where again like literally as a soul it can die it can like leave the physical body and it would be very much like entering into the dream space and if that soul hasn't like fully practiced awakening its consciousness then that soul can actually like continue to float around this dimension and like not even realize that they're dead it will just like they'll think that they're just kind of like awake in the same way that when you're dreaming you think that you're awake and that and this can actually happen this is what like what they talk about and that's where kind of like spirits linger and this is where people talk about you know like being able to like help spirits pass over this is where mediums talk about this and things like that so a big thing here not to like try and freak anybody out <laughs> but this is like also part of the reason where like some people talk about the idea that we are here within this lifetime to actually like prepare ourselves for when we die so that as you die it would be like entering into that like into that dream state with the awakened consciousness 
And then when you do that, you can kind of like move into like another degree of dimension. So again, how much of that is like absolute? It's hard for me to say. Um, I was just about to say like having not died before, but then at the same time, it's just like for all of us here, it's like, but we have all died, but we have all died. We have all experienced this. And again, and I think that's one of those moments where whether you're working with psychedelics or you experience DMT, uh, even for myself, having done DMT, it was like very much, I'm just like, oh, like I've been here before. Like, this is familiar. Like, welcome back, Brendan. And again, it's similar to thing where like when we die, I guarantee you for anybody, there'll be a moment where like the consciousness just kind of like opens up and you're just like, oh yeah like i remember this and then it just and then things kind of unfold and everything like that so again like even if you if you were to just like meditate on that can you can you just this is like outside but just something to take with you can you practice like meditating on what it is like to die from like a recalling a memory or recalling a future can you just practice and not even just to like actually remember remember but even just to practice it as an imagination to, to simulate it like that is a very powerful meditation uh that i know a lot of people like talk about like the idea of like not just meditating on your death but meditating on the process of like moving out of this astral body at that moment of death and opening up into like those higher realms it's, like a super super fascinating thing just to be able to comprehend so moving along here if the dead had made a practice of remembering themselves from moment to moment when they were alive if they had struggled against the fascination of the things of this world, the outcome would have been the awakening of their consciousness. So again, I'll reread that. If they had struggled against the fascination of the things of this world, the outcome would have been the awakening of their consciousness. So if you want to be able to like help awaken your conscious, pay attention to the things that you are fascinated by and then try to do the opposite. You know, try to just become more aware of that. So it's just, so it's just like, wow, I've been like smoking a lot of weed and walking, watching a lot of Netflix and just be aware of that and just be like, Hmm, maybe I should do something else or, or, and again, like that's where you think going back to the fascination idea, everyone is so fascinated with their phones. Like we are like, like in a incredibly unhealthy way, especially like younger people, because no one's teaching them otherwise. And no one's teaching them how to use their willpower. And you're just seeing this, they're being like sucked into this, like sleepwalking state. And it's like, it's, it's a, it's an epidemic. And that's why we just need to be able to like lead by example, by just being able to like, you know, be like, what am I fascinated by? And, and how is it actually like holding back the awakening of my consciousness? So start getting fascinated by the things that are going to fuel your knowledge, get fascinated with books, get fascinated with podcasts and discussions that are going to just like spark that curiosity and, and encourage you to like ask more questions and develop these practices as part of your day-to-day -day life. So <clears throat> the outcome would have been the awakening of their consciousness. They would not dream. They would walk in the internal worlds with awakened consciousness. Whosoever awakens the consciousness can study all the marvels of the superior worlds during the hours of sleep. Whosoever awakens the consciousness lives in the superior worlds as a total awakened citizen of the cosmos. That's a term that shows up here multiple times within the book that I'll just reiterate here. The idea of a citizen of the cosmos. So that is something that, again, like for all of us here, if you're tuning into this broadcast, invite yourself to like really embody that. Think about yourself. Like, what does it mean to be a citizen of the cosmos? And to be a citizen of the cosmos means to awaken your consciousness, to be responsible and to help assist in the bigger awakening of consciousness. <clears throat> One then coexists with the great Hierophants of the White Lodge. 
whosoever awakens the consciousness can no longer dream here in the physical plane or in the internal world whosoever awakens the consciousness stops dreaming so again in this context here dreaming is kind of like the state that the, the word that we use when we're kind of like in the fascination of this world so dreaming is kind of like an interesting thing because it's like what is you know how do we define dream what is dream is this world really a dream what does it mean to awaken from dreaming dreaming is kind of a very abstract term when you kind of break it down but in this context dreaming kind of refers to the idea of kind of like being in a present moment while not being fully conscious and you're kind of like in just like that that, that kind of like sleepwalk state that kind of refers to the dreaming so when you're in the dream and you awaken within the dream you're no longer dreaming within the dream you're awakened within the dream even though you still are dreaming from the higher umbrella but again that's where it kind of gets like a little convoluted whosoever awakens the consciousness becomes a competent investigator of the superior world so again that's super cool so again don't you want to think of yourself as an investigator of the superior world don't you want to be like like a multi-dimensional like detective going on missions and adventures doesn't that sound exciting well that is what you're here to do whosoever awakens consciousness is an illuminated one whosoever awakens the consciousness can study at the feet of the masters again that's something that we only briefly talked about touch upon but again by awakening your consciousness within the dream state it's like literally like opening you up to the idea of being able to learn from higher dimensional masters and and i know a lot of people have like talked about those experiences and have already had that as like something that they've like brought back to this reality so again like if you're if, if you're just trying to sell someone on why they should pay attention to the dreams it's like hey if you follow these principles if you follow these practices and you start awakening your consciousness you can like stand in front of buddha and have a conversation with them like literally or you could stand in front of morpheus and, and talk to them and learn from them and imagine imagine if you were to just like try and tell someone this like even for someone who might be asleep they'd just be like oh my god like that's fascinating that's fascinating i would love to be able to do it and then you'd be like okay here's how you do it xyz discipline practice habit and then even still they would be like meh like i'm not gonna do it or something like that right like so it's like well, here we have like this like super golden gift to be able to offer every single person for you to be able to offer yourself but you have to show up you have to earn it you have to like prove to the king and queen that you are like rightful to be able to like stand in front of them to be able to like ask some questions you know you have to like gain entrance into this courtyard into this temple and so yeah like again like if you want to be able to like learn from higher dimensional masters you can step one humble yourself step two do the work so and again you're doing the work you're doing the work just by listening to this broadcast but take this further allow this broadcast to be inspiration to you to be accountable and hey tune in next month when we do another dream class join us on air and tell us about how this practice is going for you as we work together as a team okay <clears throat> whosoever awakens the consciousness can talk familiar familiarly with the gods who initiated the dawn of creation so like what like you can talk to god if you awaken within the dream like holy cow like that is a huge ticket like i'm sold i want to do that i'm inspired to do the work i want to be able to experience more of this myself because that's what i came here to do as human <laughs> intellectual animal formerly commonly known as human whosoever awakens the consciousness can remember his innumerable reincarnations so again even that like it's like oh you want to remember your reincarnations well you can awaken your consciousness <clears throat> 
who da, 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 whosoever awakens the consciousness can consciously attend his own cosmic initiations that is crazy so again this idea that there are still like ceremonies and initiations that we have before us that we have the opportunity to be able to show up to but again Awaken the consciousness is a part of the work in order to be able to get there. Whosoever awakens the consciousness can study in the temples of the Great Lodge, White Lo of the Great White Lodge. Whosoever awakens the consciousness can know in the superior world the evolution of their Kundalini. Every perfect matrimony must awaken the consciousness in order to receive guidance in the direction from the White Lodge. So again, this 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 is really interesting because again, I think even here, like this book, like really calls like some bullshit in into like into 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 the spotlight. And even like within this, even within the conscious community, within the spiritual community, again, you know, I think like there's probably, and this isn't, this is more just an observation. There's probably a lot of people within the spiritual community and they're just like, yo, I'm totally into being spiritual and, and, and I love being able to like activate my Kundalini and I'm all about being able to like manifest and harmony and law of attraction and synchronicity and creating the world and things like that. But when it comes to dreams maybe I'm not really there. Like maybe I'm not really fully like, you know, maybe I'm not like walking the walk in that sense. So again, I think like this, this really calls us into like being like, it's like, Hey, if we're here to be like woke AF, if we're here to be a spiritual being, then we have to like really live it by doing this type of work that is awakening the consciousness within this state and the dream state like simultaneously as well so again if you're just like talking about how you're so woke and your kundalini is so activated and everything like that but then you're just like smoking weed all day and you're not like paying attention to your dreams then it's like i'm sorry but like there's a part of you that still needs to be able to like shift that focus and not to call you a hypocrite but just to be able to say that there's like more of your journey for you to be able to look towards, for you to be able to move your focus towards as well. So again, we're all on like exactly where we need to be in part of the journey and we need to be able to hold each other like in that place of inspiration and accountability to be able to be like, dude, let's all do this. Let's all work on our dreams. Let's all awaken our consciousness. Let's all awaken. Like that is what we need on multiple levels. It's easy to just kind of like create the presentation that we're woke, but are we woke type thing, you know? So we have to kind of like, we have to kind of dissolve our own fascination with being woke sort of thing in order to become fully woke type thing. So it's again, it's like the ego, the ego has to die in a sense. Every perfect matrimony must awaken the consciousness in order to re receive guidance and direction from the white lodge in the superior worlds. The masters will wisely guide all of those who really love one another in the superior world. The master gives to each one um, that which one needs for his inner development. Complementary practice. Every Gnostic student, after waking from their normal sleep, must perform a retrospective exercise based on the process of their sleep in order to remember all of those places they visited during the hours of sleep. We already know that the ego travels a great deal. It goes towards where we have physically been, repeating all that we have seen and heard. The masters instruct their disciples when they are out of the physical body. Therefore, it is urgent to know how to profoundly meditate and then practice what we have learned during the hours of sleep. It is necessary not to physically move at the time of waking up because with the movement, the astral body is agitated and the memories are lost. It is urgent to combine the retrospective exercises with the following mantras. Raum Gaum. 
Each word is divided into two syllables. One must ascend bowels of the earth with the aid of dynamite. Similarly, the student also opens his way into the memories of his subconscious with the aid of these mantras. So again, these this practice is literally just reminding us that when we wake up in the morning, take those moments not to move our physical body, retrospective meditation, reflect, and practice recalling where we have just been within the dream space. And then when we're ready, practice writing those down. And the mantras that they recommend is the mantras Ra'um and Ga'um pronounced. So it'd be like Ra'um, Ga'um. And so allowing yourself to just kind of like bring that mantra into your practice. And you can practice that before you go to sleep. And even again, when you're waking up in the morning. So as you're lying there, literally just like practice doing that mantra. And this mantra, again, this is like sacred vibrational frequency, sacred technology. Like your body is like this hyperdimensional vehicle. And the way how we like navigate and press the buttons and like activate its functions is through mantras. And so again, these mantras, I'll just repeat them. So it's R-A-O-M-G-A-O-M. And if I'm, if I'm pronouncing it absolutely correctly, again, it would be Ra um, ga um. So just for everyone here, let's just do that three more times together. We'll just kind of practice that because again, just by practicing it, we're just kind of encoding it into our practice. So for everybody here, if you're listening to this broadcast, then you should practice this before you go to sleep and when you make up in the morning. <clears throat> So again, let's just take a deep, gentle inhale, exhale here. Big exhale, no sound. Deep inhale together, follow my lead. more times Take another gentle breath there. So again, that mantra, like it's not just like a random mantra. Like this is again, coming back to like the idea of it being like an esoteric science. Like that mantra serves the purpose of being able to help us like tap more into the retrospective recall of being able to like remember where we were within the dream space. So practice that mantra uh, as much as you wish and, and make that habit of being able to use it in the morning and be able to experience it. And again, it's gonna be one of those things where your ego is going to be able to like try and convince you and just be like, that's stupid. That's pointless. I don't need to do that. Observe that and then do it anyways and experience it. Allow it, just do it as an experiment. Just see, try it, see if it works type thing. So, all right, patience and tenacity. The Gnostic student must be infinitely patient and tenacious because power 
costs a great deal. Nothing is given to us for free. Everything has a price. These studies are not for inconsistent people, nor for people of fragile will. These studies demand infinite faith. Skeptical people must not come to our studies because occult science is very demanding. The skeptical fails totally. Thus, skeptical people will not succeed into entering heavenly Jerusalem. And heavenly Jerusalem is more of like a metaphor for, again, like the higher dimensional planes. So that's the end of chapter two. Uh, there is another chapter here. Uh, though we'll have to see whether or not we want to read uh, this here. To be honest, I'm feeling like we're going to have to wrap up this broadcast soon. Uh, just because like I know I only have like so much energy to be able to put into this. And this broadcast has already been going for about two hours. Yeah. Like, our, our, I can already. Yeah, we're getting close to about the two hour point. And I do want to be able to read. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Mm -mm. Uh, I just want to read through some of the comments here. So thank you again, everyone, for your comments. And uh, yeah, we're going to get close to wrapping this broadcast. I want to be able to just chat for a little bit longer. Uh, again, this book is Dream Yoga. And I know there is a PDF of this online. Of course, you can buy it. Um, but again, if you're looking for a PDF, um, I'll see if I can find one. But again, I really encourage you to like purchase this, uh, obviously, as well. So again, the book is Dream Yoga, Consciousness, Astral Projection, and the transformation of the dream space. So, <clears throat> all right. Thank you again, everyone, for joining in. And if you're watching this on Instagram, please feel free to join in on YouTube. Go to my stories on Instagram and swipe up. We have to end this broadcast on YouTube, but I'll restart it on Instagram, but I'll restart it in a second. And uh, yeah, we'll see you over on YouTube. So just restarting this on Instagram real quick. And uh, yeah, just checking in, back in with Amelia. Uh, Amelia, any thoughts on what we were talking about here? Again, just kind of like going back uh to like the idea of like you know being able to like once we awaken our consciousness we can learn from like you know like gods we can learn from masters in these higher dimensional realms and also again just like acknowledging the fact that like we are awake we are asleep in order to be able to help awaken uh anything from that chapter we were reading that you want to be able to comment on please feel free as i just again take a break here for a um, second yeah hmm. I think the thing that comes out the most for me personally is the fact that it takes work. It's not an overnight affair that you just like, bam, start, you know, lucid dreaming and just start doing all of the things. And um, for anybody listening, that's like, oh, well, you know, like, I really want to get into this. It's going to take time. It's going to take patience. Just like if you were you know, learning to drive, or if you're learning to paint or anything, it's going to take time and to, you know, um, not so much be easy on yourself because you want that discipline, but to be patient with yourself. And as you go through these things, it is going to come. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, like we acknowledge the fact that this takes work, but again, it's important work. And, and like, this is literally, you know, we're, 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 we're trying to like we're trying to like save the planet we're trying to like yeah. change the world so it's like there are stakes here but these stakes are also like calls into the immediacy of just being like whoa this is important so again we're not just doing this work so that we can just like have cool dreams and stuff yeah. like that it's like no we're doing this so we can like integrate like higher dimensional wisdom into yeah, our state yeah. of being so that we can continue to show up as the activated avatars that we are here to be as yeah. we can continue to be the the activated light guardians the shifters the superheroes that we are here to be it is like a part of your own awakening by awakening your own consciousness as well 
So uh, I do just want to be able to take a second here to be able to check in uh, with the Instagram or sorry with the YouTube chat. Uh, thank you everyone again for commenting. Uh, there's more comments here than I'll be able to read, but that's great to see that there's some conversation going on. Thank you to Jerry. Jerry, thanks so much for joining in. Appreciate you being here. And um, <clears throat> eleven eleven balance. Erica, senior comments as well. M O K. Thank you again for commenting, and uh, thank you again. So again, I. <laughs> What do you guys think? Do you want to read one more chapter? Should we just do one more chapter? And then after that, I feel like we can probably, whew, so like the next one is called on dream. So we'll do that. We'll read one more chapter and, and I'm going to, I'm going to just like, <laughs> like, again, this takes energy. Me, me doing this broadcast takes energy. And, and I appreciate you guys just like acknowledging the, the, the energy that goes into us being able to share here. Uh, what it is that we are sharing with the team like I can feel like my stomach's like I don't know <laughs> my stomach feels really weird right now I think it like needs food but that's okay I'll just drink water and I'll survive because I want to be able to like just continue uh giving a little bit more knowledge and insight and thank you again to everyone joining still be still keeping an eye open for uh, a new patreon sign up during this broadcast I did post a link for the patreon into the chat and so for anybody here, if you're able to, uh, please feel free to sign up to the Patreon. Um, mm, 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 mm. All right. So I know, I know Jerry's got some cool things that I just kind of like want to read over uh, real quick here as well. So, um, oh, going back to the idea of like talking about like dying and, and things like that. Uh, 1111 balance says, I've had a dream where I remember I saw myself dead and I was doing a lot of work to kill my old self. It was actually a good dream, even though it'd be mean being lost in thought like being behind a wall of sorts yeah something like that again like it's just kind of like you're just kind of like going through things but you're not like fully fully like thinking about like what it is that you may be doing more kind of like an autonomous motion um gary jerry says i've been feeling lately like i've happened it's been that way very interesting jerry um sweet all right erica is just confirming the book is available on kindle uh through amazon if anybody wants to post a link for the amazon uh version of this book again dream yoga uh please feel free to do that in the chats and i'll add it to the show notes um jerry says more intense than i'm used to i've been meditating since i was six and i've learned so much through my life now i feel almost like i'm in jacob's ladder so weird 1990s movie <laughs> okay uh okay i just want to move through here a little bit more um, plus Jerry says, plus speaking of dream walking, I've always had lucid dreams and I've, and, and, and have not for a while, but I've slept walked and have done things that were unexplainable when I was sleepwalking. So, uh, so says my sister and mom, uh, really interesting. Um, awesome. Again, I, I'm not going to be able to like fully, fully respond to everything here, but I do just want to be able to acknowledge and thank everyone for adding their comments to the chat. Um, Beautiful. All right. Thank you again, everyone, for joining in. Uh, for those of you who may just be joining in uh, right at this broadcast at this moment, thank you so much. And again, please feel free. Uh, if anybody wants to, uh, if you just want to add into the comments on YouTube, please feel free to uh, do that as well. So uh, shout out to Paper Druid. Uh, that's Lacey. Lacey, we actually played a video of her dream log that she has up on Paradigm Shift Central, which I encourage people to go check out. Uh, you can find that under the shift entries. And it's a super interesting dream log that we talked about last broadcast about uh, her like becoming lucid and going to the ice wall and like going on. And then we're going to wrap this up. So this chapter is pretty thick. So pay attention and take notes if you need to. Chapter three on dreams. Gnosis teaches that the modern decadent psychology of the Western hemisphere is ignorant of the various kinds of dreams that exist. 
Dreams of have a diverse and specific quality, for they are closely related to each of the psychic centers of the human body. In fact, we do not exaggerate when we state that most dreams are linked to the motor instinctive center. That is, they are the echoes of everything we see during the day. Simple sensations and motions, a mere astral repetition of our daily life. Some experiences of an emotional type, such as fear, which harms humanity so much, usually fit in those chaotic dreams of the minor instinctive centers as well. There, they, there are, then, emotional, sexual, intellectual, and instinctive dreams. The more important dreams, the experiences of the being, are associated with the two centers of the superior and emotional intellectual. So again, this is kind of basically talking about the idea that we like dream from different parts of our of our being and you can kind of think about this in like the in correlation to the chakras as well so it's like again you know like if you're having a dream that's just like a sexually charged dream that may just be like overly sexual then that would be like kind of like dreaming from your root chakra uh if you're dreaming like a dream that's like a very emotional dream that could be dreaming from your heart chakra if you're dreaming from a dream that's like very intellectual and kind of like higher consciousness that would be more from like your 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 brow and your crown chakra Okay. <clears throat> Dreams relate to the spirit to, to the superior centers are certainly interesting. The main feature is what we call a dramatic array. Now then, if we think of the ray of creation, the superior and inferior centers, and the influence descending through the sighted cosmic ray, we must admit that some luminous vibrations appear. These intend to heal us, to inform us about the state in which we are in which we are and more. It becomes useful to receive messages and to be in contact with the Aztec, Mayan, Toltec, Egyptian, and Greek adepts. It is marvelous as well to have intimate dialogue with the highest diverse parts of our being. The superior centers are fully developed in us, and they send us messages which we must learn to consciously grasp. So again, just that idea there. Sending us messages that we must learn to consciously grasp. That's a big thing that I always talk about within dreams is that like we have these dreams to be able to learn how to like hold the messages that come through them. And this is why, again, you know, like you might have the most fascinating dream and the universe has given you this dream and it's like giving it to you. And it's like, please hold on to this. Please grasp this. Please don't let this go. And then you wake up in the morning and then you check your phone and then you let it go. And then like the higher conscious parts of yourself, the aliens or, or the cosmic universe that's like curating this sees that happen. And they're just like, damn it. Like, damn it, damn it, damn it. I put a lot of love in, into that message. And this intellectual being, this intellectual animal known as human just like dropped it. And, and, and that's because of our free will. So again, here we have like, again, this is just one way to think about it. these like higher dimensional consciousness that so desperately is trying to send us these like intellectual messages through the dream space. And how often do we drop them? How often do we fail to grasp them? So how, how can we learn to grasp them again, through the practices, through the dream retrospection, through the dream journaling, through just awakening our consciousness within a daily life by existing more within the intellectual centers of our being. In this chapter, those select people who have had a moment of self-remembrance in which they saw a common thing or person in a totally different way will not be surprised if I tell them that such moments have the same quality as one of those rare and strange dreams related to the two superior centers, emotional and intellectual. 
The meaning of such transcendental dreams matches undoubtedly the same level of realization in oneself of the ray of creation, and in particular, the lateral octave of the sun. Again, there's going to be some stuff in here that are probably just going to be like, what? I don't fully understand the context of it. Uh, that's okay. We'll just keep going though. So for example, like the ray of creation and the octave of the sun, uh, I can't really explain to you exactly what those are, but we'll just keep reading for now. <clears throat> Though the ray of creation is definitely kind of like, again, referring to like higher, like brow, like crown chakra awareness. The beginning of our realization of the deep significance of these type of dreams is a signal that some forces struggle to awaken, heal, or cure us. Each of us is a mathematical point in space that is used as a vehicle by uh, determined sums of values, black or white. Death is a subtraction of fractions. Once the mathematical operation is complete, the only thing left are the values, good or bad. In accordance with the law of eternal return, it is certain that the values return, that the values return, they are re-embodied. If a man starts taking into account more consciously the small cycle of recurring events of his personal life, he will be able to verify directly through mystical experience that in daily sleep, the same mathematical operation of death is always repeated. In the absence of the physical body during normal sleep, the values merge into the astral light and attract or repel each other in accordance to the law of universal magnetization. The return to the vigil state rightfully implies the return of the values to the in, to the interior of the physical body. Extraordinarily, people think that they are only interrelated with the external world. Gnosis teaches us that we are interrelate that we interrelate with an inner world, which is invisible to the physical world, ordinary senses, but visible to the clairvoyance. The inner invisible world is much wider and contains many more interesting things in the external world where the five windows of the senses are always opened. Many dreams relate to the place where we are in the inner invisible world from which we which the diverse circumstances of life come forth. So again, it's kind of talking about that idea that again, you know, whatever comes into this physical like begins in the inner worlds or the astral worlds or the superior planes. The language of dreams is accurately comparable to the language of parables. That is very important. So again, reminding ourselves that dreams will often very rarely communicate to us very literally, but will communicate to us symbolically through parables, through symbols. Symbols are like the original language of the universe. And that is how dreams communicate to us. Those who interpret everything literally think that the think that the sower of the Christic gospel went to sow, and that the seeds fell, and that the seeds fell on rocks, and so on. But they do not understand the sense of the parable because it is because of the symbolic language of the superior emotional center. Needless to say, here that any dream, as absurd or inco incoherent as it may be, has some significance, for it indicates not only the psychic centers to which it is associated, but also the psychological status of such a center. Many, so again, that's kind of like re relating here that, you know, if we have some sort of dream that, you know, like could be very off putting, then that may mean that there's like something unbalanced within that part of ourself. Yet in the process of having that dream, it could be part of the process of like working towards balancing it or healing it. Many pertinent people who, who presumed to be chaste, chaste, failed in the sexual center and had a nocturnal pollution when they were submitted to trials of the internal world. 
So again, that's kind of saying that, you know, like, uh, being, being chased again, like means like being able to like have willpower to like, not just like indulge ourselves with the fascination of sexual energy. And so that is oftentimes like what will be tested within the dream space as well. So that is like something where like, Again, you might practice chas within this ex existence, but then you'll be tested in it uh, within the dream space. And then there is oftentimes where if you fail, quote unquote fail, then that's where you have like a nocturnal emission, a wet dream. So in the perf, and that is like something where again, like for people who are like practicing dream practice and everything like that, that is like a thing that eventually like happens where you actually, that becomes a part of your prime that'll actually be like a chance for you to become like aware within that moment and perhaps like change the dream and to have perhaps like make a, like a more conscious choice within the dream state, which is like super, super powerful to be able to practice your willpower in the dream state as well. That's a reflection of your waking state in the perfect adept. The five psychic centers, intellectual, emotional, motor, instinctive, and sexual function in full harmony with the infinite. I'll reread that. In the perfect adept, the five psychic centers, intellectual, emotional, motor, instinctive, and sexual, function in full harmony with the intimate, infinite. What is, our what is our mental activity during sleep? What emotions move or shatter us? What are our activities outside the physical body? What instinctive sens sensations predominate? Have we considered our sexual state during sleep? We must be sincere with ourselves. Excuse me. Plato rightfully said, a man is known by his dreams. The matter of the erroneous work of the centers is a topic that demands a lifetime of study by way of observation of oneself. <clears throat> da, 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 sorry. Give me two seconds here. The matter of erroneous work of the centers is a topic that demands a lifetime of study by way of observation of oneself in action of the rigorous examination of dreams. It is not possible to achieve the understanding of the centers and their correct or incorrect function of an instant in an instant. We need infinite patience. All of life unfolds as a function of the centers and is controlled by them. Our thoughts, ideas, feelings, hopes, fears, love, hatred, deeds, sensations, pleasure, satisfaction, frustrations, and so on are found in these centers. And again, the centers, you can kind of relate those to the chakras. And again, those centers are, I'll point them to you because there's a bit of a graph here. I'll show you. Intellectual, kind of like, again, like brow crown chakra. Motor, kind of like it points to like the back of the neck. And then again, that's a lot of the physical movement. Emotional, heart space instinctive gut kind of the solar sacral area and sexual would be root so i'll show you on screen it literally shows an image there so you can kind of study that and again just to get like more clarity on kind of like your different dreams will come from these different centers so again if you're just having a dream where it's like the same thing every day that you've done every day and you're at like the library and stuff like that then that will be usually from like your motor and then again, the, uh, the emotional from the heart and, uh, yeah. And then like the sexual from the root and stuff like that. And I just want to check in Sorry, Amelia, I think you were commenting there, but I think you were muted. Go ahead and just uh, unmute yourself if you're re responding to that. Um, I was just commenting with a friend of mine about, um, the sexual energy links to the work and how, um, it seems to be a, theme that is coming up a lot in like just general reading for me lately it's like coming up as a topic it's um as um 
something that I feel not a lot of people think about when they're doing the spiritual work. And then when they're really biting into it, then it comes up as a topic. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I think, again, if we're, if we're going to be doing like all of the work with our awakening of consciousness, and a huge part of that is like observing our relationship with the sexual energies and with sexuality within our life, which again, is like, when it comes to like activating the chakras, a big part of that has to do with being able to like, practice chase practice willpower practice good relationship with our sexual energies and again knowing that that sexual energy is literally like cultivating a substance that travels up the spine and like moves as like a, a spiritual lubricant that can like fuel not only our dream abilities but also just like our cognizant and our clairvoyant abilities as well so if you like really want to be able to like activate your psychic latent psychic potentials then a big part of that comes with like the practice of cultivating that sexual energy. And that doesn't mean never like having sex. I mean, again, you could still have sex and not, not ejaculate as well. That's like what like the, the, you know, a lot of like the mystics would like teach and practice as well. So moving along here, <clears throat> continuing da, 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 da. the discovery of some inhuman element in any of the centers must be the strongest motive for the esoteric work. Any psychological de defect must be previously understood by the way of the technique of meditation before proceeding to its elimination. The extrap the ex extirp extirpation, eradication, and elimination of any undesirable element is only possible by invoking uh, Tonzantzin's aid or the Divine Mother Kundalini, a variation of our own being or particular fohat of each of us. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting thing here. So it's kind of like reminding us that like, even within these practices, we can kind of like call in power and guidance of like divine mother, the divine cosmos, which is like such an interesting thing. You know, you hear a lot of people and they're just like, they're like, Oh, if you like pray to Jesus, like it, it, it helps you. It like shows up within your life. And then this is kind of same, same, same things kind of saying here, but it's like, you're like speaking with the internal, like the, the internal, like ancient, like mother Kundalini, the divine mother within you. So you can kind of like have a conversation where you're like divine mother, like help me in this process of like purifying my being, so to speak. So again, it's kind of one of those things where like, maybe it's just kind of like, you have to approach it like a scientific thing where again, it's, I think it's, I think it's, I think there's this kind of this bigger story there where there's like a bunch of like higher dimensional guides and beings and, and all sorts of like things that can assist us on our journey. But until we ask them for assistance, they don't actually show up within our field. So it's like, we have to like invite them to be able to assist us. So if you like want to be able to level up as a dreamer, then part of that could also be to just kind of like send out that signal, just be like, dear mother Kundalini, dear God, whatever you want to call to, like, I invite you to be able to like assist me on this journey. Like I call in my guides, I call in my guardian angels. And that can even be something where like, as you're going to sleep, you can kind of like set forth that intention where it's like, like mother Kundalini, like I speak to you and you develop a sort of prayer in a form of like opening up that line of communication. And again, knowing that everything that we think, everything that we feel, everything that we like speak onto ourselves is being heard by the universe, by God, by consciousness. So you've got like a direct line to the universe, like within your mind, simply through your thoughts. And again, you can kind of like open up into like more of that potential just by like evoking it. So Again, it's a practice. 
And it's something that has to be experienced. It's going to be different for everyone, right? And that's why, like, all the cultures throughout their different periods have had, like, their different beings that they have, like, called in to their fields. And again, so it's like, there might be something to that, but maybe you have to try it for yourself. This is how we die from moment to moment. Only death brings forth what is new. <laughs> Reread that. This is how we die from moment to moment. Only death brings forth what is new. So again, right? Like, in order for things to become new, things have to die. And again, death is not a bad thing. Death is just a part of the transformation. Death is oftentimes releasing that which has served its purpose to give forth into that which is ready for rebirth. The, the fate of destruction is the joy of rebirth, to quote Evangelion. Influences of all kinds reach us in the levels of beings and things. If we have understood the ray of creation, we will also acknowledge that in any instant of life, influences which are various qualities reach us. We must always be aware that there are superior influences that act upon us and are recorded by our psychic system. If we are, nevertheless, attached to our senses, we do not pay full attention to our inner life. We will not be able to perceive these influences. So there we go. When the mind is quiet and silent, free of daily routine and mundane anxiety, it is then in a state that is 100% favorable for the dream yoga practice. And that's just like a little, little, oh, that's interesting. Huh. Speaking of uh, Jacob's ladder, here's like an image here. And this is actually, it's called Jacob's vision. So it's like literally Jacob, like ascending the ladder of ascension through the dream space. So that's interesting because we had mentioned Jacob's ladder earlier in slightly different context. But absolutely, I think it's kind of like one of those things where like we are climbing Jacob's ladder and Jacob's ladder is kind of like this idea of like rung by rung by run. We kind of like raise ourselves higher to to that like self-awareness of, of who we are, if you interpret it that way. So again, when the mind is quiet and silent, free of daily routine and mundane anxiety, it is then in a state that is 100% favorable to the dream practice, to the dream yoga practice. So allowing us to really just kind of like listen in on that point as we like prepare ourselves to move into more of this dream practice one of the things that is going to be incredibly influential for us is just the simple practice of going to sleep with as little anxiety as possible to the best of our abilities which means you know like maybe having that conversation that you need to have with someone maybe it means getting that work done that you need to get done maybe it means like listening to music that's going to help you relax maybe it means like cuddling someone that you care about opening the window and allowing yourself to hear the rain, whatever you need to do, allow yourself to honor the fact that by allowing you to be in as much a relaxed state as possible is going to open you up into more of that dream space. And again, a big part of that can also come through like through, through just journaling brain dump. If there's things that you've been thinking about in your day, journal that at the end of your day, get it out of your system. That way, so you're not bringing it with you into the dream space. And then you just end up having like another dream based on like the motor sensations as well. Awesome. Thank you again, everyone so much for tuning in. We're getting close to the end of the broadcast. For those of you on Twitch, if this is your first time tuning in, uh, we're doing a dream broadcast where we talk all about dreams, lucid dreaming, astral projection, consciousness, metaphysics. And thank you so much. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, thank you, yeah boy Klaus, for joining in and seeing your comment there. And again, thank you to everyone who's in the YouTube chat. And for those of you on Instagram, 
If you are watching this on Instagram, again, be sure to swipe up on my Instagram story to be able to tune in there if you're watching this live or in the near future. Uh, Erica, thank you so much for joining in. Many pleasant dreams to you, Erica. I'm glad you're able to make it. And again, thank you so much, everyone else. So uh, let's just check in. If, uh, Amelia, any other thoughts and comments based on uh, that reading that we pulled from just the book in general or that last chapter? Anything else that you would like to share as we get close to wrapping up this broadcast? No. Nope, but I'm definitely going to have to go and read that book now. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, that book, like, that's just chapter three. There's a lot more to it. And, and again, uh, we can read more of it uh, on future dream classes, depending on uh, how many people are here. This was kind of a special dream class, because since it was just me and Amelia, it kind of opened up the possibility to just kind of dive into that book, uh, which is something that I'm happy to be able to do. And again, that's Dream Yoga, Consciousness, Astral Projection, and the Transformation of the Dream State by Samael Unwar. And we'll put a show note, uh, we'll put a link for that into the show notes uh, on YouTube as well. So uh, yeah, as we get close to the end of the broadcast, we'll just do a little bit of uh, a shared dream experience meditation, and then we'll get close to wrapping it up. Uh, before we do that, um, Amelia, any sort of like closing thoughts or intentions, or what do you feel you've kind of like taken out of this broadcast that you're going to kind of, you know, how is this broadcast kind of maybe just like giving you more inspiration for your dream practice as well? Oh. Um, just really solidified the importance of the work. I mean, like, I felt intuitively that it was definitely something that I wanted to work on more. But now having the discussions, talking through it, it's kind of expanded the view. And um, yeah, it's definitely going to be more intention setting before bed over the next month into the next dream class, then I can talk about, you know, what I've gotten out of it, putting that intention into it. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, you know, for everyone here, like there's so much potential within our dreams and there's so much for us to be able to experience. There's so many questions we can explore. And again, being like an investigator of these dream spaces is, is a very exciting way to, to be able to approach it. And again, as a cosmic citizen, it is our duty, it is our duty to be able to awaken ourselves within the dream space, within the waking life, and then to be able to bring more of that inspiration into our everyday life, you know, like, and I think that's, that's what we're here to do. We're here to experience. We're here to open ourselves up to what is possible on these many different levels of consciousness. And so again, I think out of this, I just encourage everyone to continue to bring more of, of the inspiration that we've cultivated through this practice, through this conversation into their practice. So again, have that dream journal, practice your retro retrospective dream meditation, uh, you know, before you go to bed and when you wake up in the morning, practice even doing like the mantras that we were talking about, the Raum Gaum as well. Read more about dreams, listen to other podcasts, listen to other dream people talking about dreams, do video dream logs uh, if you want, if that's going to help you create discussions with people. Again, pay attention, pay attention to your use with cannabis. If you're noticing that your dream recall isn't there as much, set your intentions as well. So again, like within the dream space as multidimensional beings, like they are there to be able to help service on so many levels. And there's so much more mystery that is still continuing to unfold. And we as a team get to be able to explore that mystery together. So what will come out of us practicing that more integration with our fifth dimensional self into this 3d body, more awareness of who we are to know ourselves more who we are within our dreams to see us do amazing things within our dream to be empowered to be inspired and to start changing the way that we see this world as well and to be able to use the the practices as just a way to be able to like bring more discipline and more willpower 
into our everyday life, that it's going to unfold into our relationships, into our work, into our service, into our gratitude, into our overall well-being. So again, by showing up for this practice, it, it expands holographically into all the other parts of your life. And that is why that is why we encourage it as well. So it's less about just the fascination of dreams, but it's more about the actualization of what it means to be an embodied cosmic citizen, to be an activated avatar here on this earth plane right now at this very important time within this bigger shift in consciousness so that we can continue to show up in service. So again, I deeply honor and appreciate everyone being here for listening to this broadcast. If you got something out of it, please feel free to share this broadcast with your friends. Let them know about Paradigm Shift Central if they haven't yet send them to my youtube channel go to paradigmshiftcentral.com also be sure to subscribe on itunes at paradigm shift radio and uh, again be sure to check out the patreon when you can to be able to add your support there uh we'll keep an eye open for any other donations to the patreon before the end of this broadcast uh nothing new currently during the broadcast but if you're listening to this in the future please sign up when you can if you are a regular listener to these broadcasts it is highly encouraged that you add your support to the patreon when you can though absolutely Absolutely, understandably, your support in any form is always greatly appreciated. And again, that's just a monthly micro donation of your choice, which allows us to keep producing the value that we share through these broadcasts entirely for free for the entire community. So thank you for helping us help other people as well. And again, when you sign up for the Patreon, you can also get a beautiful light guardian crystal for as much as you wish to pay for it. So that's a super awesome deal for you there as well. So with that said, we're going to get into our guided meditation on the dream tree which is something that we do at the end of every single dream class broadcast as a little bit of a practice and as a little bit of a routine and uh, we'll do that as I uh, just take two seconds here to be able to uh, bring up the screen capture here so give me two seconds as I just prepare this here and for everybody here I just invite you to get nice and comfortable and we will move into the, this practice in the next moments. And so I'm going to bring up the on-screen graphic from uh, what you see as like the cover for the Dream Class broadcast. Uh, I have to kind of like crop it so that the image shows up properly. And Amelia, you won't be able to see this image, but it is showing up on YouTube. But again, if you've seen like the preview image, it's of the, the guy standing in front of the tree uh, on the checkerboards and uh, moving through the pillars. So again, thank you everyone uh, on Instagram as well. I appreciate you joining in. Be sure to jump over to YouTube when you can. And for those of you on YouTube after or even now, before you get into the meditation, please feel free to just leave your gratitude and any closing thoughts that you want to share in the YouTube chat and we'll express those live on air. So with that said, we're going to get into our closing meditation. And again, the intention behind this meditation is to be able to travel to this dream tree and to be able to use this practice as a way for us to be able to crystallize the intention of moving into this shared dream space. So we're going to basically kind of like, I'll talk about the dream tree. It's like this beautiful tree within a field. You're going to visualize it. You're going to connect with it. And then from there, allow that meditation practice to be something that you can practice on your own. Even think about while you're falling asleep and allow that to be like a pathway for your imagination to follow as you fall asleep and as you move into the dream space for you to be able to go there when you're dreaming and for us to be able to have these shared dream experiences as a community, as a team. So really setting forth that intention. So I'm going to bring up the visual here on screen so everyone can see that as well. And again, this is the image of the dream tree. 
So thank you again, everyone, so much for being a part of this broadcast, for holding space and for doing the work. So with that said, get nice and comfortable. We're going to move into the short meditation. It'll be like no more than like 10 minutes, a little bit less than that. All right, get nice and comfortable. Allow yourself to move into a place of stillness. <sighs> All right, give me two seconds here. Beautiful. All right. So thank you again, everyone, for being here, for being a part of this community, for being a part of this discussion, and for being a part of this greater work that we are sharing together. Gently begin connecting with your breath. Gentle inhales through the nose and exhales through the nose or the mouth. Gentle inhales through the nose and exhales through the nose or the mouth. Feeling the moment of the inhale meeting the exhale and the exhale meeting the inhale. And as we breathe here, just coming into alignment with gratitude, begin to visualize yourself standing in a rich open field with beautiful grass. And the first thing you notice is the feeling of this grass, of this dirt, of the ground underneath your feet, bringing your awareness to the sensations of the dirt between your toes. And so just feel this as much as you can with as much detail as possible. And as you look off into the distance, you see the dream tree. It's a beautiful, magical tree. It has a glow to it. And above the tree, you can see the paradigm shift sigil floating above it. And the paradigm shift sigil, you can imagine it like a star, like a compass. And it's sending out a pulse, a vibration, a beacon of light that invites other shifters and light guardians to this shared dream space. Around the dream tree, you can see people gathered, people celebrating, dancing, in ceremony, giving massages, making art, having discussion, just hanging out in a very, very exciting, relaxing, and welcoming way. Now at this point, with your feet still in the ground, gently imagine your feet slowly lifting off the ground as you Direct your will from a single point of focus within your being. So rather than just imagining your body, imagine you're kind of moving yourself from a single point of light within your heart and imagine yourself gently lifting off the ground, feeling your feet now above the dirt. And as you do this, gently guiding yourself purely through will towards the dream tree. And as you do here, you take a moment to look up towards the sky and you see the stars shining in the sky. Like even though it is daytime, it is illuminated, you still see the, the starscape as if it is the darkest and most beautiful night that you've ever seen as you look out into the cosmos all around you. And so as you move closer to the dream tree, you can feel its energy you can hear people talking and gathering and imagine this with as much detail as possible. 
Pay attention to the sounds, pay attention to the people, look at their faces, observe and acknowledge familiar people. And I'm sure somewhere there you can see other shifters from this broadcast. You can even see myself as well. And as you arrive at this dream tree, again, you look up at it and it has like this crystalline structure to it. Just a pulsating, emanating life force from it. And you bring yourself down back onto the ground and you feel your feet touch the ground with as much detail as possible through your senses. And you walk up to the tree with everyone else doing their own thing. You're just having your own moment here with the tree. And gently take your hand and place it against the tree and feel the bark of it, feel the trunk of it. And as you do this, you feel its energy moving through you. A gentle, calming wave of energy moves from your palm, through your arm, down through your chest, up your spine, all the way through your toes. And as you stand here in front of the tree, I invite you to connect with it in a way that feels natural for you. So perhaps you give this tree a hug. Perhaps you just gently lean your forehead up against it. And as you do this, allow yourself to pour forth your love into this tree, to crystallize it purely through your will. And in doing so, to also be able to receive the infinite love and the infinite wisdom of this tree. And so you see this tree as a beacon as a gathering point of community, you see this tree as being a reflection of the mother Kundalini itself, of an extension of the wisdom that is within your own heart. And so as you hug this tree, allow yourself to just breathe here, connect with your breath, knowing that each breath, each moment of stillness, of gratitude, of love, creates a more formidable connection between yourself and this moment so that you can move forward with the intention and the guidance of being able to return to this space purely through will. So take a few more breaths here, breathing deeply, feeling the energy moving all the way up from the roots of the earth, from the crystal of the earth all the way up through the tree trunk, moving its energy through your body. And as it moves through your body, you move its energy through the tree, through you move your energy through the tree. So as you receive love from the tree, you return love to the tree as well, crystallizing it with your intention. Take a few more moments here and open yourself up to listening to what the tree might have to say to you in this moment. Any wisdom from the heart of the tree, from the heart of tribe, from the heart of community, from the heart of your inner guidance. Take a few breaths here in your own silence as you connect here with the dream tree. Breathe here for a few moments in your own silence. Go ahead.
And so as you listen to the tree, take these next few moments to speak to the tree, to speak your intentions. And as you speak to the tree, you speak to the tribe, you speak to the team. So speak forth to the tree in this moment. Set your intentions. You can even just be like, yes, thank you. Thank you for guiding me to this space. Thank you for allowing me to return to this space. So go ahead, take the next few moments to just speak to the dream, to the dream tree from the depths of your own heart. Express it with love, express it with gratitude. Go ahead. Continuing to connect with your breath, just feeling a sense of calmness, a sense of gratitude moving through you. Bring your awareness to the tree itself and your connection with the tree, to your intention to it. And from here, gently release the tree if you are hugging it, perhaps. And allow yourself to gently turn around so now that your back is to the tree and allow yourself to sit at the base of the tree so that your spine is in alignment with it. And take a moment here as you just look around and you see the other people gathered here. You see the other people sharing in their connection and ceremony and visualize it with as much detail as possible. Again, with the intention that this is something that you can practice imagining outside of this moment. So you can see people, again, having conversation. You can see people dancing. You can see people giving massage. You can see people making arts. You see people meditating. You can see people doing dream-like things. So you see people playing with the elements. You can see people doing avatar training. You can see people playing with fireballs and shooting energy balls. You can see people changing their size. You can see people shape-shifting, changing form. Anything that you can imagine, again, gathering here as community, here under this tree, this crystalline tree. So take a few more breaths here as you acknowledge this space and you set forth the intention deep within your heart to be able to return to it with the intention of being able to return to the space both within your waking imagination, but also within the dream space as well. And asking the intelligence and the guidance of the tree, the intelligence of the divine mother Kundalini, if you want to call it that, to help guide you here, to help guide you back. So take a few more breaths here as we get close to wrapping up this meditation. Continuing to imagine yourself sitting under the tree, straighten up your spine just a little bit and visualize this energy moving up through the spine of, of your internal tree. So simply by doing this meditation, you too have received the energy from this tree. Bring it into your field. Bring it into your own being. Carry it with you now. Take a few more gentle breaths here. Express gratitude for everyone here. Maybe you might want to take a moment to just like get up and go hug some people. You can even imagine myself like amongst the crowd. Walk up to me. Just give me a big hug. And I say to you, I say to you, thank you. Thank you for being here. It's so great to see you. 
You're doing wonderful things and I'm so happy to be on this journey with you together. And so just express any gratitude and then when you are ready, sit back down with your spine to the tree and allow yourself to be seated here knowing that you will continue to be seated here in one version of reality so that you can return to this space at your own will. So on a multi-dimensional level, all of us are still at this tree, are gathered at this tree in a parallel reality. We are always there beyond time, celebrating, supporting, guiding, shifting. So take a few more breaths here, deep, gentle inhales, gentle exhales. Again, deep, gentle inhales, breathe in, open up your, straighten your spine and just do a nice big exhale as we move into the closing aspects of this meditation. Gentle exhale with a big audible sigh. So deep inhale, big exhale. (sighs) Allowing that gratitude to fill your heart. Again, deep inhale. Exhale gratitude for yourself, for your journey, for the tree, for the team, for the tribe, for this moment. Gently begin to bring awareness back to your physical body and continuing to allow this meditation to serve as a bridge for you to return back to the space with intention. Slowly begin to wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers. And gently, when you're ready, bring your awareness back to your physical body and the space around you. Awesome. Go ahead and just take your time, everyone. Welcome back. And let's switch things back over to the main camera there, so... Aloha, thank you everyone so much for joining in. Charging up the light guarding crystal there. All right. So for those of you who were here for that meditation, please feel free to leave your comments. Let us know what you think. We'll check in with Amelia before we wrap up this broadcast. And again, the intention of that meditation is let that like serve as a visualization, serve as a narrative, serve as a story. And then that way you can continue to like return to that space within the dream practice so that you can think about that as you're falling asleep. And then like within your dreams, you can kind of like, if you become lucid, you can be like the dream tree. And then you can kind of teleport to that. And there's like an emotional connection to it. So really think about the emotional connection that you create through that simple meditation of like gratitude and tribe and family and wisdom. So very cool, very cool. Awesome, Amelia, did you want any feedback on that meditation if you'd like to share? You know, just any gratitude? Yeah, cool. thank you so much. That was just, thank you for creating the container for that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Did you, any, did you imagine anything in particular? Any like, anybody like riding any unicorns or anything like that? I don't know. In my mind, it was a willow tree. Ah, that That okay, is what I saw. Cool. So yeah, past that, nothing really stands out besides that but i'm really excited to revisit it tonight while i sleep 
<laughs> awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you again, Amelia, for, for joining us and, and for helping co-create this broadcast. I definitely very much enjoyed our conversations as a team and being able to share what we did through the book. And uh, again, as we get close to wrapping up this broadcast, Amelia, any closing thoughts and even just gratitude that you'd like to express for all the people tuned into this in the wider community? Go ahead. Yeah, thank you everybody for joining us on this and you're taking the first steps into this or later steps into this and yeah, just keep up the good work guys. Awesome. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. So thank you again, everyone for, for being here, for being a part of this broadcast. We're going to wrap it up here. So again, if you're listening to this in, in the middle of the day, then continue to bring that curiosity with you into all the little things that you do and, and keep practicing all the practical things that we talked about. Get your dream journal. If you haven't got one yet, pay attention to your cannabis use practice approaching your dreams as a very ceremonial thing with intention approach it as a cosmic citizen approach it as an investigator of these multi-dimensional realms get excited about it yet also get humbled by it as well check in what are you getting fascinated by within this reality what can you do to awaken your consciousness more within your everyday dreams within your everyday waking state so with that said, be sure to tune in to more of the broadcasts that we got here through Paradigm Shift Central. And of course, if you want to tune in and be a part of these broadcasts in the future live on air, be sure to check out more about becoming a leading member. And you can also access that by signing up on our Patreon for the $11 a month or higher option. And again, thank you so much, everyone. And uh, I'll keep an eye open for more Patreon signups as uh, obviously as things unfold. And thank you again, everyone, just for your support in all forms by sharing this broadcast with your friends friends by listening to it uh, you can always rate us on uh, itunes by hitting the like button on youtube by commenting afterwards if you are listening to this in, in the future please leave your comments afterwards what were some takeaways any other further things that you want to add to the discussion keep the discussion ongoing that's such an important thing for us to be able to do as a community like literally like when it comes to being able to practice lucid dreaming and practice dreaming one of the fundamental things is having community having people to be able to talk with about these aspects of your journey so with that said, we're going to wrap it up again. Be sure to check out more paradigmshiftcentral.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Mystic Spider-Man and also Paradigm Shift Central for our team page. Uh, you can download the mobile app. You can also subscribe to our newsletter. You can support on Patreon, as I mentioned, and you can also join our team chat again, all by going to paradigmshiftcentral.com through there. So with that said, on behalf of myself and all the other shifters out there, thank you so much for continuing to awaken within this dream and becoming better dreamers within this dream. So Amelia, join me in sending some love to all the people tuned in on tonight's broadcast and in the future. Thank you so much for listening in. So say good night, everyone. We love you. We love you. Thank we you so love much. you. Good night, everybody. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Keep it shifty. We'll see you in the future. Much love.
Special thank you to Danny Leonardo, whose music is featured at the beginning and end of this broadcast. Be sure to check out more of Danny's music by following the links in the YouTube info below. Thank you, Danny. Thank you.